From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is seven minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. Let's um, not dwell on this, not even spend a lot of time on it, but let me um, finish up on this story about First Lady Joe Biden and this. This and remember, she was reading a teleprompter that they meant to do this. It's incredible to me. Whoever wrote that uh, should be fired about breakfast tacos. But Hispanics quote are as unique as breakfast tacos in San Antonio. The Hispanic journalists which is a a national association of Hispanic journalists, responded, quote, using breakfast tacos to try to demonstrate the uniqueness of Latinos in San Antonio demonstrates a lack of cultural knowledge and sensitivity to the diversity of Latinos in the region. We are not tacos. I think that is... That is pithy. It is smart. It's it's a smackdown. It's a takedown. Fantastic. Hispanics to Jill. We are not tacos. Ah, I love it. Yeah, and it made me think about all these other times. And I think it was Bridget that brought it up. This uh, Latino X thing. Do you know no one knows what that means? What the hell is that? White liberal Democrat socialists came up with a label. And I'm telling you, I, I have no idea what it means. What are they talking about? Nobody identifies as that. And that's the whole game of the Democrats. They wanna they wanna put everybody in a box. They wanna label you. Ugh, they're just they're so disgusting then i thought about hillary clinton she was on charlemagne the god it's t-h-a the god what, what what is something that you keep in your pocketbook at all times and out of nowhere she says hot sauce i would have loved for them to have said could you could you get that out right now you always have it in your purse. You always have it. Hot sauce. Then it was just so um, patronizing, insulting. I think it was it was the God Charlemagne himself who said, uh, now you're patronizing. And then that Hillary Clinton shrill cackle laugh Who's worse, Hillary with that laugh or Kamala Harris? I think it's a tie. I can't choose. Both horrific. But Hillary said, is it is it working? Just horrible people. And you could go on and on. I think if I strained my brain, I could think of a few more examples uh, with this. But somebody, you can email me, harryhurley at AOL.com. 
if you know with this Latin X, I've heard Latino X, Joe Biden was incoherent when he said it, but he said it as well. And you saw, oh, I, I shouldn't say you saw, perhaps you saw. President Biden was challenged at a rope line by a member of the media who said that Democrats do not want you to run. And he did one of his typical mental acuity, anger type fits. And he goes, hey, Jack. Like real nasty, real aggressive yelling. Anybody else concerned about this? Raise your hand if you're concerned. I just raised mine. I'm very concerned. What's he going to say about the Abraham Accords? Oh, my God. It's uh, so important. And what's that going to be bad, too, when, when he wakes up and has to trash that because it's Trump? Nothing Trump did is allowed to be good. They're worried about what what's this guy going to do? Meaning Biden. They're worried about him. They should be. Hey, Jack. Then he's saying 92% of Democrats said they will vote for me. But 70-some percent of Democrats say they don't want you to run. And I haven't seen any polling that says 92% of Democrats would vote for him. I don't know if that's if he were the nominee. I mean, look, if the Democrats don't have any other choice, they're not going to vote for Trump. They're not necessarily some good Democrats will, but and some good Democrats would vote for DeSantis if he were running. But come on. I mean, that's if that's what he's talking about. Once again, though, they just lie about everything. Every poll that I've seen, I saw one poll where Biden only has like 32 percent. Of Democrat support. Remember when he had that one guy. Hey fat. And the guy was big. But hey fat. Really. Unfiltered. Shuffling man. Anger fits. Woo. I'll tell you what. The uh, Go look up the. Uh, the realities. The, the, the symptoms of somebody in. A demented state. And he's got them all. Think about it. He's got them all. Michael Goodwin, who is a fabulous writer, and I will say it was a real professional privilege when I was filling in for Brian Kilmeade. I always wanted to interview Michael Goodwin. He is just so incredibly focused and smart. And, and he looks at an issue, and he just gets it right just about every time. So he wrote a piece about District Attorney Alvin Bragg with the um, Jose Alba case. And this one is amazing. One of um, Alvin Bragg's assistants actually said – now, they're not charging – the woman who stabbed, I mean, there's pictures and everything. Alba was stabbed by a woman who was involved with this whole situation, which ended with Alba defending himself and 
I think he used a box cutter, but he he did defend himself and it resulted in the death of someone who was assaulting him in the United States of America. That that's always self-defense. Now, the guy that attacked him was on probation for assault and reportedly had been arrested at least 27 times before. More on this right after the break. It's 15 minutes past the hour. Uh, We're going to share with you um, a bunch of stuff this hour. Wide open forum next hour. Looking forward to that. Hope you'll call in at 609-407-1450. And then we'll have forward mortgages and reverse mortgages in hours number three and four. Jim Malamut, Green Tree Mortgage in the eight o'clock hour. John Walters, all about reverse mortgages in the nine o'clock hour. We'll be back. Don't go away. I am Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We were breaking news all over the place yesterday. Check out, we had it. I, I don't think there was another published report for five or six hours. I actually got to the point where I was wondering, like, where is everybody? Two people got shot in Atlantic City, and we're the only ones with the story. Check it out. It's on the app. It's on the website. And at about, I don't know, 5 o'clock this morning, we have provided you with an update, a follow-up to the two people that were shot in Atlantic City at about 1 o'clock in the afternoon yesterday. And we were published, I believe, by about 1.15. We were on it in real time, and I cannot thank my sources enough. That's what it's all about. I always tell you, it's not me. It's the network that we have. We're so far in front of all the rest because we have incredible sources. We had photos and the entire accurate story, at least up until that point. The negotiations and crisis negotiations and things like that hadn't taken place. In fact, the shooter was not even located at the time that we first reported. We were so in real time. So check that out. And of course, this one's kind of ironic, but the anti-violence director has been suspended. I don't know what to make of that. Somebody that was very, very loyal to small mayor small. We'll be back. Don't go away. I'm Hurley in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Fox News commentary. First Lady Jill Biden put her foot in her mouth comparing Latinos to, I kid you not, breakfast tacos. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, beat the largest timeshare company in federal court and has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare cancellation guide absolutely free. Call 800-328-9696. That's 800-328-9696. 
Biden is following in the gaff footsteps of her husband with this latest flub. In a speech to the nation's largest Hispanic civil rights organization, she said Latinos are as unique as breakfast tacos and as distinct as the bodegas of the Bronx. She also mispronounced bodega, by the way. Something tells me that comment isn't going to help Biden make inroads with Hispanic supporters he's lost in the last couple of years. But Jill apologized via her spokesman for her bizarre message. Is that enough, though? Was First Lady Jill Biden trying to be rude, racist, or insensitive? I don't think so. Was it a very weird and tone-deaf comment to make? Absolutely. And I can't help but wonder if the left would be as forgiving if Melania Trump had made the same comparison. But lucky for Jill, I'm sure her husband Joe Biden will outgaff her any day now and take the heat off. I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can listen to all of my hot takes at foxnewscommentary.com. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're back 22 minutes past the hour. So get a load of this. Instead of recognizing that Jose Alba had the right of self-defense, Alvin Bragg locks him up. And still this grand jury uh, proceeding is in the wings. First move. After charging Alba with second-degree murder, these are sick people, he pushed for $500,000 bail, which ultimately got cut. Well, I shouldn't say ultimately. Initially got cut in half, and then it got cut down to 50000 And between his family members, uh, they were able to... Um, Post the 5,000, 10% of the 50,000, and Alba was able to go home. He was in Rikers Island Prison. Unbelievable. And, and of course, he's had more uh, to answer for than the criminals. The, the one guy's dead. Uh, the girlfriend stabbed him. And not, no charges for her, though. What do you hear? What do you, where do you hear the rationale behind why she is not facing any charges? He was in shock. He said at the moment, I was in shock. He spoke in Spanish. I didn't know what to do, what to say. I feel very sad. Asked if he had a message for the dead man's family. Alba said he was sorry. And I ask that they please forgive me because I didn't want to do that. Quote, unquote. Not a killer. But Bragg wasn't finished with making an absolute joke out of our legal system. He decided not to charge the attacker's girlfriend, even though there is store video showing her pulling a knife from her purse and stabbing Jose Alba three times. She, he defended himself and he had to fight the guy that was trying to hurt him or worse, kill him. You have to treat it that way. You don't know. And he was getting stabbed by the guy's girlfriend at the same time. Get ready for this one. Jennifer Seagal said the girlfriend was, quote, justified in stabbing Mr. Alba using force to stop his assault on the victim. So here's how twisted they are. Tell me this. I mean, if this doesn't make you just your blood boil, you're not breathing. 
the guy who's dead is a 27 time at least criminal. That's how many times he's been caught and brought to justice. 27 times. He's the victim and the girlfriend who stabbed the guy who was defending himself. She's in the clear because they say she's justified in stabbing him using force to stop the assault on the victim. That is insanity. And it shows you what we refer to as bizarro world. Bizarro world is quite alive and not so well. So let's look at this now in normal world, not bizarro world. Alba is a victim who was assaulted by two people. The man and his girlfriend. She should absolutely be charged. Remember, she was the instigator from the beginning, and she's the one that first threatened Alba and then telling uh, her boyfriend, blank, gonna F you up. And the video shows all this. And all of this, think about this. You don't hear about this side of the story very often. This seems like it was quite a while ago, but it it only happened less than two weeks ago, July 1st. It began with the woman trying to buy a bag of potato chips for her 10-year-old daughter using a food stamp debit card. Now, she became angry when her card was repeatedly denied. She says that Alba was rude, and then she ran home to get her 35-year-old boyfriend. Look at that moment of truth. He's probably sitting playing his Xbox, probably didn't have a job, bum, bum criminal. And his girlfriend comes over and says the guy at the store, the bodega, or as uh, Joe Biden would call it, Taco Jill would call it um, Bogota. (laughs) You can't... You can't make this stuff up, Bogota, because that's what's on the teleprompter. They probably even had it, like, phonetically or something, dashes or something. Bogota. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, Santiago. Why did you say it, Ron? So she goes home, gets the boyfriend. He comes in, goes behind the counter attacks Jose Alba and the rest is history. But this is this is the George Soros profile of a DA and it's remarkable. They they are precise in knowing to not charge the criminal and to get anybody you can and stick it to them that's not a criminal. I'm telling you, maybe a a few other woke areas, Seattle, I guess it would be possible, L.A., San Francisco, especially before they threw that guy out on his ass and, and recalled him. I may run again, he says. Yeah, you you, you just got recalled. I don't think you're going to win. I may run again. 
They're, they're, they are delusional. But they got it all figured out. Back the criminal, find a way to charge a cop or an innocent person. I forget their names, but remember the couple that they had these um, horrifically bad people that said they were going to burn their house down. They came out with their guns. They got convicted. Now, they got they had the convictions and one's a lawyer. I forget. I think maybe both of them were lawyers, but certainly the one was a lawyer and the governor uh, pardoned them. But they actually pled guilty. It's incredible. How, how do we allow our country to get to this point? Yeah, the, you 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 were you were in the right for stabbing that guy three times because he was assaulting the victim. They decide that the guy that went behind the counter and assaulted the store clerk at the Bogota. I'm I'm sorry, Bodega. That was a joke. They decided that he is a victim. How is that even possible? There are things going on that I know many of you can't process and you think, wow, I never thought I'd see this in my country, in my lifetime. But if you've been a listener to this program for the past 30 plus years, you knew all this was coming. We saw it all coming. Hey, they're rewriting the textbooks. No, no big deal. We knew it was a very big deal. And now we're to the point where Thomas Jefferson and others, Washington, Lincoln, being canceled. Remember, Trump said it and the media went bananas. No, there's no there's no uh, correlation, no connection to Confederate statues coming down and renaming army bases and military installations that are named after Confederate uh, soldiers to, to, to other names. No, no, it'll never, never go to the founders of the country. Come on. Of course, it of course it could. And of course it would. Biden gets in, he removes, uh, or was it Obama first? Remove the Winston Ch- Churchill bust. Who does that? Everything is upside down, inside out. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley at 32 minutes past the hour. I guess we'll make it an Atlantic City trifecta. Three stories that you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Two people shot in Atlantic City. We had the exclusive. We have the story. We followed up this morning with great work done by the Atlantic City Police Department to achieve through skillful crisis negotiation a peaceful surrender of a 13, yes, 13-year-old alleged shooter and small mayor. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. Today will be slightly cooler and less humid than yesterday, but still pretty summery and sticky. High temperature reaching for 87 degrees. It'll be cooler at the beaches under mostly to partly sunny skies and probably dry weather. Tonight, some clouds and mild temperatures low of 70. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds and maybe a passing shower at some point, high of 88. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. The uh uh-ohs are out there. 
scratches, dents. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. This portion of our program also brought to us by Ambient Comfort. I'm going to give you seven signs that you may need to replace your air conditioner. I don't want you to have to replace your air conditioner, but I've got great friends at Ambient Comfort. They can offer financing if you need that. They can make it uh, happen for you, and, and, and it can be painless. But if you hear noises, if you notice an odor, if it's blowing warmer air, I know that sounds like Captain Obvious, but, I mean, these are the symptoms. If you notice higher humidity, if your system has poor airflow, if it's cycling on and off too quickly, and if you've noticed from an energy cost standpoint, which certainly energy is higher, but if your bills in terms of usage are also substantially higher, it may make sense to consider replacing your air conditioning system. But most important is your comfort. And it's going to be a long, hot summer. If you're experiencing any of the seven signs that I just mentioned, don't wait. Call my friends at Ambient Comfort and ask about state and manufacturer rebates as well. That can make a big difference when comfort matters. Choose Ambient Comfort. Visit AmbientComfortNJ.com. That's AmbientComfortNJ.com. Call 609-568-0955. 609-568-0955. And tell them that Harry Hurley sent you. We're also brought to you by Batteries Plus Bulbs, my very next door neighbor right here. As I face out, I face out to Tilton Road. They're directly to my left. If you're facing Broadcast Center... We'll say stage right that way. But they're right next door at 900 Tilton Road. Also on Route 73 in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Roy and his team are extraordinarily service-minded, and they have creative solutions to fix your cell phones, batteries for any type of power tool, creative solutions to fix devices and they fix lamps and they do all kinds of good good work margie um is in desperate desperate want to have them take a look at the um the ponderosa pool cleaner it's it's one of the robot things because for whatever reason same company but the old version that they don't make is better than the new version that they do so if it's only a power supply issue uh We'd prefer to have that one back in operation. The new one works, but it's not as good as the old one. I, I for the life of me, I don't know. I, I know of plant obsolescence; things are made to be to break, and so you have to replace or whatever. But I don't know why they went and changed something that was better. Everything was better. The power supply was better. The unit was better, and they uh, they completely redesigned it. I don't. I don't understand it but that's uh what they do dateline atlantic city i want to share with you um this was i guess my goodness i don't think i was now i know for a fact because we had a meeting here i got out of here and i would say i arrived at my home office sometime around 12 30 
And within a half an hour, I was writing about two people being shot in Atlantic City. Now, that story is on the app. It's on our website. Let me share with you the follow-up, which we just did a few hours ago. As a follow-up to yesterday's breaking news report about two people being shot in Atlantic City, we can now confirm that great work was done by the Atlantic City Police Department. Skillful negotiations resulted in the peaceful surrender of the 13-year-old alleged 13-year-old shooter and two other persons. If you missed yesterday's exclusive coverage, if you go to our app or the website, WPGtalkradio.com or WPG Talk Radio 95.5, the app, we have a link embedded in our update article of this morning with the story of the two people that were shot in broad daylight in Atlantic City. This much I do know. The Atlantic City Police Department demonstrated yesterday that they are a world-class paramilitary organization in every measurable way. The following special units within the Atlantic City Police Department participated in yesterday's shooting of two men in broad daylight as follows. The Atlantic City Emergency Response Team, which uh, it consists of, the SWAT Crisis Negotiation Team, the Mobile Command Post, and the Bomb Squad. All team members were formally activated and responded to the scene. Another great piece of police work was accomplished by Atlantic City Police Lieutenant Alexis Zellinger, and it could be Zellinger, who was a crisis negotiator. Zellinger was able to make direct contact with the 13-year-old suspect by cellular telephone. Atlantic City Police sources have confirmed that Zellinger spent about one hour negotiating with the 13-year-old suspect. Zellinger skillfully convinced the shooting suspect, along with two additional individuals, to surrender peacefully and exit the premises where they were. The three persons were taken into custody without incident. The Atlantic City Police searched the apartment and located the gun that they believe was used in yesterday's shooting incident. We have exclusive photos, and I want to thank Joe O'Donohue for his partnership, because in real time, we were posting photos, content, and we're following up now with uh, additional developments, as we promised we would. Both shooting victims were treated at the Atlantic Care Regional Medical Center City Division for what the Atlantic City Police describe as non-life-threatening injuries. The 13-year-old alleged shooter has been arrested and charged with aggravated assault, two counts, aggravated because he shot two people, aggravated assault, allegedly, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, two counts, possession of a weapon for an unlawful purpose, two counts, unlawful possession of a weapon. The juvenile was taken to Harborfield's Juvenile Detention Center. The two other individuals who were with the alleged shooter were released and not charged. The Atlantic City Police Department, they are asking that anyone with information about the shooting, please contact the Violent Crimes Unit at 609-347-5766. You can also text 
any information that you have to tip 411, tip 411, and you begin your text message with ACPD. Your text messages are handled in a completely anonymous fashion. Terrible incident, very, very bad time for an incident like this. You've got the Jimmy Johnson quest for the ring. You've got the uh, National Convention of the NAACP. You've got all this stuff going on and about to go on. And this is not the um, the optic that you want to have. But truly outstanding work by the Atlantic City Police Department. Well done. This portion of Hurley in the Morning brought to us by United Methodist Communities at the Shores. And there's an event that you can be a part of that's taking place today, 7 p.m., free family entertainment, a concert under the stars with the Cumberland County Community College Band. Everyone is welcome, and it's at 2201 Bay Avenue in Ocean City. If you're considering senior living options for yourself or a loved one, I recommend exclusively United Methodist Communities at the Shores in Ocean City. Transitioning to the shores could not be easier. This is all there is to it. You move in, you unpack, and you experience the abundant life that the shores has to offer. It's remodeled fully, private apartments, two beautiful restaurants, and a bistro. There's an on-site fitness center and transportation to local shopping. And best of all, a stroll of three short blocks And you're on the famous Ocean City Boardwalk and Beach. To learn more about United Methodist Communities at the Shores in Ocean City, call 609-399-8505. 609-399-8505. Mention me, Hurley in the Morning, please. We'll be back because we are. Hurley in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 52 minutes past the hour. I'll tell you, you have Donald Trump and Elon Musk in this back and forth. Uh, One thing I will say about Elon Musk is he's relentless on social media. He doesn't back down. Um, You can say the same about President Trump. So this is but this some of this is just hysterical. Listen, listen to President Trump. Quote, when Elon Musk, let me go even go back a step because I have so much I want to share with you that I don't want to jump ahead. But President Trump said that Elon Musk would have dropped to his knees and beg in the Oval Office if Trump had asked him, quote, when Elon Musk came to the White House asking me for help on all of his many subsidized projects. Now listen, this is this is vintage Donald Trump. I I couldn't stop laughing when I saw it. Whether it's electric cars that don't drive long enough, driverless cars that crash, or rocket ships to nowhere, without which subsidies he'd be worthless. And telling me how he was a big Trump fan and Republican, I could have said, drop to your knees and beg. And he would have done it. Trump wrote Tuesday evening last night on Truth Social. 
quote, now Elon should focus on getting himself out of the Twitter mess because he could owe $44 billion for something that's perhaps worthless. Trump added in an ensuing post, quote, also lots of competition for electric cars, quote unquote. Trump mocked Musk at his Save America rally Saturday night in Anchorage, Alaska. Trump also added former Twitter executive Jack Dorsey on his list of ire. Quote, P.S. Why was Elon allowed to break the $15 million stock purchase barrier on Twitter without any reporting? Trump concluded in his true social storm. Quote, that is a very serious breach. Have fun, Elon. And at Jack, go to it. This is 24 hours or less after Musk social media posted that Trump should, quote, sail off into the sunset and quote, meaning he shouldn't run for president in 2024. Uh, both of those guys, they'll keep giving as good as they get. Incidentally, I'm, I'm not saying he should be investigated because I, I know what the Democrat media and they the Democrat political apparatus that has such control of the judiciary and the Department of Justice. They are investigating Elon Musk federal criminal investigation of him because they want to see if they can discern whether Musk used as a ruse faking that he was going to purchase Twitter, selling the stock for part of the money needed for the purchase. He was financing something like half and he was going to put up half. But you can sell the stock if you're going to do another business endeavor. If they determine that that was in bad faith, they could actually criminally charge him. I don't support that and I don't like that stuff. But that's um, that's where we're at. Twitter, uh, staying on Elon Musk, Twitter is suing. Everybody's wondering what's going on here. Is he just... You know, trying to drive the price down to not pay as much for it. Does he want to get out of the deal? Does he want to avoid paying even the billion dollars that if you break the deal, you have to pay a billion dollars that was negotiated? I I tend to believe that he believes that there are substantially more than 5% bots on Twitter. And that's really important because if you're buying a social media platform, you're buying the value of human beings actually on the platform. These human beings that you can very strategically track and send them push notifications and involve them in everything. Advertising that you do, purchasing that you want them to do, trying to change public opinion. So you don't want bots because there's no benefit to that. They're inanimate. So Twitter is suing Musk and trying to hold him to the $44 billion merger. That's where it stands now. 
and we'll keep you posted. I believe I, I don't believe Musk about everything that he says and does, but I do believe him. Uh, he says he requested all kinds of information, prove that these things that you have said under oath, that you only have 5% or less bots. I, I, I don't know, but I believe Musk. I If you ask me, did you? Did you ask me? Yeah, we're asking you. All right, good. I think there's more than 5% bots. I don't know if it's... 10%, 25%, more. I don't know, but I don't think it's only 5%. And those bots are a mess because they, they really do um, mess up all the data. And they're very strategic, the people that use them, but they're of no value, not even residual value. The only value is if you count them as a user we didn't get to peter navarro um but he he talked recently about that we have a compromised president my goodness we've been saying that forever but that'll hold for another day because when we come back it's your turn to play because i love wide open forum and i hope that you do too 609-407-1450 open phone line we'll get to your calls Right after the break, 609-407-1450. Jim Malamut at 8, John Walters at 9. This is Hurley in the Morning on the station that plays the winners. This station. You know the one. You know the thing. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour. We used to say that the press of Atlantic City was about three days behind what we do here and then it was like a week and now it's weeks i mean the dale conover story we owned it we broke it weeks ago here and on the uh, digital platform of wpg talk radio 95.5 that was stunning stunning to hear that in the news the press of atlantic city is reporting the dale conover what it was like i i thought i i thought i saw a mirage but I guess I would have to hear it, so I didn't see it. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. It's open forum all this hour. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Hi, Harry. Good morning. Good morning, Harry. Uh, is there any update on the uh, smoking law in the casinos? There's not an official update, but my sources tell me that what looked very promising and even looked like it was done, I don't think it's going to happen. Get out of here. I, mean, I don't want to stir everybody up, uh, but it's not happening yet. Uh, so I know. It's delayed. I've been there and it's yeah, yeah, it's at least delayed. Uh, I just have a sneaky suspicion that maybe, maybe it's not going to happen. 
Oh, how disappointing that is. Yeah, no no confirmation on that, but you asked me, and I've made a 30-year uh, you know, history here of answering questions, not obfuscating and and uh you know punting uh nothing confirmed but i remember in all my interviews with dr bob zlotnick i said hey dr bob is there anything going on here it just seems like this was really on a glide path uh and ready to go and all of a sudden hurry up and wait and now you hear nothing so it's not looking good no confirmation on exactly where it stands they either don't have the votes or they have the votes and one of the leaders is not posting it because if it has the votes, it will pass. And there are many people within the industry that feel that that will be a, a financial, you know, if not death knell, uh, a financial, a significant financial issue you know, on top of these increases in uh, payroll expenses now that I don't think people realize these are – Folks that work very, very hard, I don't want to take anything away from them, but this is millions of dollars that this is going to cost the casinos. Uh, so I, I don't think the smoking legislation is uh, – I'm not saying it's on life support, but it, it doesn't look very promising right now from, from what I gather. It's about the money again, huh? Well, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thanks for your uh – Telling me what yep. you told me. I'm sorry, though. Yep. Okay. Have a great day. Thanks. See you now. Be well and take care. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Uh, yeah, good morning. Elon Musk had said uh, his that $45 billion bid for uh, Twitter, which would give him the lion's share of control over it, allowing Donald Trump back into back onto Twitter and also allowing the common man or the regular people to voice their opinions and also making that powers that be a open target. He said that could be very dangerous for his health, even his life. And he said, well, it was nice knowing you all. And his mother had tweeted, well, that's not a nice thing to say. He said, yeah, mom, I'm just being honest. I'll do my best to keep myself alive. He might be saving his uh, skin by backing out. Well, you never know. You never know what's going on behind the scenes, but, uh, Joel Skousen, who was an USMC fighter pilot in Vietnam, he's also a political commentator and a, uh, an economist, professional economist, that said that uh, Russia's uh, uh, boots on the ground military strategy in uh, Ukraine and also uh, their armored uh, assault are, are lackluster. He's, he's, he's saying they, they definitely, they're not fighting with one hand tied behind their back. They're showing they're actually, that they're not that, they're not that good at what they say they do. But one thing they do have superior, superiority in is nuclear ICBM tech, uh, technology. And we actually, because we have a stupid government starting with, uh, say, we'll say, we'll say Jimmy Carter and then carried on through Bill Clinton and now through this Bozo that's in, be sitting behind the Oval Office. Uh, our, we have about 400 uh, Minutemen and they have been stripped of two of their most powerful warheads. And meanwhile, Russia has developed 3,000 ICBMs in their hy- hypersonic missile capabilities. And, and yes, Russia and China also both have hypersonic missile capabilities, and they do want a, a first strike capability. Now, by 2030, we can develop the Sentinel, which is hypersonic, which has hypersonic missile capability, and could outdo anything the Chinese or the Russians have. Now, will the Russians and Chinese wait for us to develop that? I don't know. But what they would do is, what Joel Skousen had said, what they'll do is they'll have an EMP first, not going to strike cities. 
See, we have 14 uh, atomic submarines, and our, uh, the, uh, the warhead capability is only good enough to strike cities. They're not going to strike cities. Well, we need something strong enough to actually strike the military fortification in the Ural Mountains. We would need something stronger. So we'd have, we'd have to have President Trump back in office to do all that. Meanwhile, what they'll do is they won't strike our cities. What they'll do is they'll have an EMP, which will take our, our grid down, and then they'll, they'll, they'll sever our, our military-industrial complex. That's what they're going to do. That's what they plan on doing. Now, will they be successful in that? I don't know. Well, here's the thing. They're all going gangbusters at the same time. We've had people like Obama and Biden. Obama destroyed our Navy, literally destroyed it. And we watched China become the number one Navy in the world. And Biden is weak and even worse than Obama. So I'm not surprised at all to hear that our adversaries have the pedal to the metal while we're not doing much, uh, it, it's at some point going to be a big problem because we have enemies that would love to take us out. Right. Now, 2,000 mules helped Joe Biden into office, which means he's not really our president. It was stolen. But that doesn't account for the fact that Hillary Clinton could barely pack in a library and she beat out Bernie Sanders, who had, who had standing room only in auditoriums. It also doesn't take into account that Jack Cittarelli was beat out by Murphy, even though he had it in the bag. So there's a lot more going on behind the scenes. But I know a lot of Democrats are being frustrated with what's going on, and they're turning Republican, which is good news. So I'm really hoping we're going to, you know, we're going to sweep, uh, we're going to clean house in November 2022 and also in 2024. Because yeah, if we can get President Trump in for one more term, and then have uh, President DeSantis to take us into the next decade with the Roy B. Hellacious, I think. Yeah, I think it would be great. I'd like That's the plan I'd like to see. That's why I don't want to see Republicans carving each other up, uh, because there's nothing uh, – you don't get to addition through subtraction. There's nothing good about that at all. So I hear you loud and clear. All right, we, we're going to uh, go to our first break. When we come back, hang in there. You're next. And you'll be right after that. I hope you can hang in. 609-407-1450. And open phone line. This is the Hurley in the Morning program. On the station that plays the winners, WPG Talk Radio, 95.5. And here's our good friend, Sean Hannity. The truth and nothing but. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. National Association of Hispanic Journalists responded with a rebuke. We're not tacos using breakfast tacos to try and demonstrate the uniqueness of Latinos in San Antonio demonstrates a lack of cultural knowledge and sensitivity to the diversity of Latinos in the region. Now, we've been seeing this with every demographic. You break things down demographically, young people, they're abandoning Joe Biden in droves, as are Hispanic Americans, as are African Americans. If you look at the New York Times, Siena poll shows African American voters deserting Biden in droves. 47% of African Americans say they want a different Democratic presidential nominee. Who, By the way, who would want this guy? Keeping you on the straight path. Later today, it's the Sean Hannity Show. Listen, the last time the economy looked like this, the stock market tanked 50%. The U.S. dollar lost 46% of its value, and the price of oil quadrupled. Yet, while the U.S. economy collapsed and inflation ran through the roof, the price of gold shot up 1,300%, and silver rocketed over 2,400%. So if history repeats itself, we could see it happen again. 
Can you afford to miss what could be the biggest gold and silver boom of our generation? That's why I want you to call GoldCo at 855-815-GOLD. Because when you do, you'll not only get the chance to protect your retirement savings with gold and silver, but as a Sean Hannity listener, you could get $10,000 or more in free silver just for doing it. This is a rare opportunity. And that's why I want you to call, again, Gold Co. at 855-815-GOLD. That's Gold Co. 855-815-GOLD. Don't miss out. Check them out today. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, Sean Hannity. 21 minutes past the hour. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Good morning, boss. How are you, sir? Chipper. Fantastic. Thank you. Not unbelievable. Uh, open forum, right? Yes. So I can divert, I can divert from politics for a second, if I may. Yeah. If you allow me to. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you ever? I shuddered ever ask you this, Harry. Mm-hmm. But because you have a mind like a steel trap. But have you ever heard of this guy Bob Brenman? No. He, um, it was a story done on ESPN uh, E60. It was a piece that he did. And he was called the great imposter. Okay? Okay. This guy, I watched it last night. It was, it just blew my mind away. It, it, it made me laugh my A-double-S off. And made me cry my A-double-S off. Wow. It was a, just an amazing piece. Now, from our day, year and I day, we remember Dick Chap, okay, his father who passed. But his son is, is almost as good or as good as his father. Now, this guy was, he was an imposter. He would he would dress up in, in, in uniform. This guy got on the field at the All-Star game in a Yankees uniform, okay, and went out there and was fielding balls in, during batting practice. <laughs> I mean, this, I don't know how he did all this. This guy also was at uh, the NBA uh, playoffs, and he put a uniform on, and was out in the court with uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Julia Serving, Moses Malone. Uh, he, I don't know how he did it. He was just, he, he but he, it was nothing malicious. Hmm. He he was doing it for fun, and he would tell the players, "Hey, I'm an imposter." He would tell the players, "I'm an imposter," you know. And some of the players said, "Me too." So anyway, the story just goes on and on. He was a sperm donor, all right, and it turns out he has like his family found out through through the internet and stuff that. They were his kids. He's got like seventy kids. You, you got to watch it. It's insane. Wow. I never saw anything like it. I never heard about the guy neither until last night. Well, the I do know they do a really good job. They, they do what's called deep dives into these things, and they're they're typically very very good. I I know absolutely nothing about any of this. Every every thing you share. I'm hearing for the first time. I heard it for the first time last night, and I'm yeah. looking. I'm like, this is this is unbelievable. I didn't, I didn't know about this. He's sitting there talking to Brett, uh, uh, who's uh, George Brett, 
And he told him, I'm an imposter. Sure, Sprague goes, I don't care. You know, but that was a different time, Harry. This is in 1978-79. So he just, you know, I I have often witnessed that if you pretend you belong, you would be amazed at the places you could place yourself. Now, that's a little bit different now because obviously the things are so dangerous now that if all of a sudden somebody is, you know, there and nobody knows who it is, uh, it, it, it raises, you know, flags and things. But in days gone by, if you put yourself somewhere and just if you were cool about it, nothing would happen. If you look like you belong, people accept that you belong. Because keep in mind, any person that says, well, I never saw this guy before, everybody might be thinking that, but they're just one person thinking it. And it could be 25 people all thinking it, but they're not saying, hey, who's this guy? They're figuring somebody else knows the person. So you can place yourself in the most amazing places. Uh, I can't recall an example right here on the spot, but I remember someone in my casino days that used to just show up at places. No ticket. They would just look like they belonged and they would work their way in. And the next thing you know, they're in pictures with all the famous people. And this is this is how they do it. Just look fake it. What do they say? Fake it until you make it. You just look like you belong and no problem. All right. I want to get in one more call, Matt, before the bottom of the hour break. Uh, We'll talk again soon. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Yes. Um, First thing the first thing I want to do is I want to defend Joe Biden on her remarks. And I know it sounds odd coming from me, but what happened was Jill, what what they originally put in the teleprompter, she shot it down. She said no. And so they they used the the line that she gave. But what they originally wanted her to say was that Hispanics and Latino kids are just as bright and just as talented as legals. So, you know, you got to give her credit for that. Wow, I, Andy, I didn't know that. I went by what she said, and I knew she was reading a teleprompter. So good, uh, good work there, uh, digging deep. I guess I didn't care too much about it uh, to even find out if there was a backstory. All right, so good. But what she did in its place was extremely Biden-esque because they're intolerant, bad people. So she thought nothing of so she defaulted from the teleprompter because she didn't like what was in the teleprompter. And her answer was to compare Hispanics to a breakfast taco. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Joe, you remember the video where he said, and he goes, and I'm not kidding. He goes, you can't go to a gas station or a 7-Eleven and not find somebody talking with an Indian accent. I mean, this is this is who they are. His racism is well documented for yeah. decades. Now you, you you start seeing these memes for Taco Jill with the Taco Bell logo. Yeah, yeah, Don Hurley has one. I, I, okay, so I think this is brilliant because you remember Taco Bell used to have a slogan: "Make a run for the border." So as a way of apologizing to Hispanics and Latinos, they could bring back that slogan: "Make a run for the border" and run the commercials only in. South America and Mexico with Joe Biden as the spokesperson. Wow, that would be mischief. And I also remember Yo Quiero Taco Bell. 
the little the chihuahua. Yeah, and that Yoki Arrow Taco Bell was basically just that means I'll have a taco. Um, there's a couple different meanings to that, but that's basically what it means. That was around for quite a while as well. Yeah, but I'm not done yet. But wait, there's more. Yeah, yeah. So I look at Elon Musk versus Donald Trump. I look at it as Elon with an O versus Elon with an A. And Trump, if, if people don't know what the word E-L-A-N means, look it up because then you'll remember it. Trump's got it in, by the bucket full. Elon. Okay. Yeah. So we know Joe Biden. Harry, I honestly don't believe he's going to be president by the end of the year. I think he's gone. Okay. I, I don't know. Here's what I think. I don't think he's going to make it two years. I I couldn't tell you if he could get through the year because, look, they I mean, there's still the Biden protection program. Look at all these things. I mean, he's he's on video with the hairy legs thing. The, the daughter's diary. Now, you know how the Democrats and, the, and their, their accomplices work all this stuff. They're going after the people that got the diary and they're hiding what's in the diary. But what's in the diary, the daughter says something disgusting in the diary. Let's let's do some investigative journalism and say, is that her diary? And is the president's daughter saying something absolutely disgusting? And then, of course, you know, we have Hunter. Uh, with with pedo Peter, uh, I mean, look at this stuff. And doesn't and that doesn't even get into the actual Biden Inc. the business. No, but you're taking me down this road. This is where I wanted to go next. If Biden does run, he should choose Beto O'Rourke as his running mate, because then the slogan would be Beto and Beto. Pedo and Beto, perfect together. Hold on, don't go away. We're going to be right back. It is the Hurley in the Morning program on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley at 30 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. And we're going to do a triple Lindy Atlantic City threesome here. Two were shot yesterday in Atlantic City. We have the exclusive. Check it out. I can tell you it went supernova viral. Many did. Great work done by the Atlantic City Police Department to achieve a peaceful surrender of, yes, a 13-year-old shooter. Can you believe it? And we have that story in Small Mayor Small suspends. From the Townsport, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. The chance for a pop-up shower or thunderstorm today isn't zero, but it's close. Temperatures this morning holding around 70. We're losing a tiny bit of the humidity and heat in the air today. Look for a mix of sun and clouds and a high temperature this afternoon around 87. Beaches will be the cool spot. Some clouds tonight, low of 70. Sun and clouds tomorrow, maybe a passing shower, high of 88. Sunshine and 84 Friday. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Do you have questions about Medicare? For PG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 36 minutes past the hour. We have Jim Malamut on deck, 30 minutes away. Green Tree Mortgage monthly radio program. So that's your forward mortgage update. And then we will have a reverse mortgage update with John Walters. John Walters will be joined by Robert Parker, who he has visited with in the past. So this is our monthly 
focus on, and I love it actually because both help so many people, but this is our monthly focus on the Hurley in the Morning program of both forward and reverse mortgages. John will present his latest episode of All About Reverse Mortgages coming up after Jim Alamut today in the 9 o'clock hour. We're taking your phone calls right now, and we only have one open phone line at 609-407-1450. I hope you'll check in at 37 minutes past the hour. Andy, you were saying... Uh, I'm just sitting here watching this baby bunny. They're, like, very tiny. They, they are the most perfect creatures on Earth. When- hey, Andy, I'll tell you another thing we have in common. I love rabbits. We have two in our backyard, and every time I get to look at them, I will just stare. If I'm downstairs and by the sliding door, I'll just look. It's tinted so they can't see me, and I'm quiet. And uh, it, it, I find them to be absolutely beautiful. And I love to watch them. Well, and I know you're you're very big on being precise and authentic and exact. Um, truth be told, they are hares, New Jersey hares. I like that. Yeah, they're not rabbits; they're hares. But we all call them rabbits, but they're hares. But anyway, now is a is a hare analogous to a rabbit? Are they interchangeable or no? They are separate and apart. I think, I mean, they're in the same family, obviously, but I think they're like a kind of a separate subbreed or something. I don't know all the particulars, but I Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't they used to refer to Bugs Bunny as a hare? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. See why I'm here? See why I got the chair? So they use it like Bunny is the same as a hare. Well, Bunny... We don't know that bunny and rabbit. See, when I think ah, uh, you're right, you're right. I, I I I didn't try to pull a fast one. I slipped up there. I can well for me, bunny, rabbit, and hare are all okay with me. That's fine. I'm just saying yeah, that they're yeah. adorable. When they're yes. babies, they're perfect. Okay, so Harry, talk about Joe Biden and this thing with the daughter and this stuff that's coming out on the laptop. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an Occam's razor guy. Mm. The simplest explanation is usually the right one. I learned that from Dr. Charles Krauthammer. So if you say, if you accept that Joe Biden has done things to his children, and it's not, a, it's not outrageous to think that when you see the things he does to children now that he, that he doesn't know he grabbed them sniffing their hair even jeff sessions smacked his hand away one time he went to grab his granddaughter at some white at a white house event or something and jeff sessions you know smacked him on the hand because he was going to put his hand on, on the granddaughter so if you accept that joe biden does these weird things he skinny dips in front of the female secret service agents if you if you if you were to say Joe Biden is a pedophile, it would explain so much, Harry. By the way, I wouldn't say that because you know me and I I, I, I never say what I can't prove, but it appears that his son has said that he is. And it also appears that there's an entry in his daughter's diary that raises some very significant issues. And you would think, and it's like everything we say on this program. At some point, it's all going to matter. I just can't tell you the date. Fill in the blank. There, it, it, it is It is going to matter, and I guess it will matter 
when the Democrat media and their fellow Democrat compatriots, when they decide it's time to take Joe down, because there is there is a whole lot of there there all over the place. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying that he is, but it would certainly... I, I, I didn't say you did. I want to make that clear. I just wanted to make certain that I said I can't prove that he is, but that there are disturbing allegations. Okay, now, another thing. Everybody's focused on this basketball player. Yes. LeBron James flapping his gums again. How about the hundreds, thousands, or maybe more Americans that were left behind in Afghanistan where Joe Biden turned the page. We don't even mention the name of that country anymore. Nobody says anything about them. Where's LeBron James on those people? Well, they're hypocrites. They, They pick and they choose. I would think LeBron could fly right in there. Why can't he go get her? He loves China. He's he trashes America. He he loves China, it seems. And one one last thing, Harry. Did yeah. you see the video of the children in Minneapolis in their diapers? Oh my gosh. Uh, I did. I've got to run to the break very very quickly for those who didn't see it. They were basically babies. They were toddlers at at most. Uh that that spoke kind of like a little bit gibberish. So, and I mean that just very young, in diapers and nothing else. And the one pushed a police officer and they used profanity, the F word in particular, and other very negative things to the police officers. And you have to know they got that from home. They're taught. That's what's going on right now. We're now raising... A generation of cop haters. Well, Harry, they called them, they told him to F off. Yeah. They called him a bitch. They called him a bitch. And the one kid called the cop a deep fried Oreo head because the cops were black. So, so, you know, I'm, you know, they constantly talk about the existential threat in this country, climate change. I think the true existential threat in this country is a small minority of the population who behaves like this who raises their children to be like this, and who gets defended by these woke Soros-installed DAs who defend them and make the victims criminals simply to to, to fulfill some woke agenda. That's the true existential threat to this country, because you watch the videos, you see what's happening around the country, and you see that it is a small minority of the population that is committing... But they're following. I've got to go, Andy, but they are following orders because you have Joe Biden as recently as just the other day on his bicycle uh, out of breath saying to keep protesting. They want the, the, the Department of Justice is purposely not enforcing the law. There are crimes being committed. Uh, they know that Kavanaugh and his family could have been assassinated. They're not doing anything about it. This is the they want every norm in society to be shattered. That's exactly what's going on here. This is just another piece of their plan, and they're they're ruining our country. Every norm that you can imagine is being dismantled by these horrifically bad people. Andy, good call. I got to run. When we come back, the program is going to be blessed, and I say that literally. Pastor Al, don't go away. You'll be next, and you'll be right after that. Don't go away. It's early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio. 95.5.
The WPG Talk Radio app is your connection to South Jersey's talk station. Get free, unlimited local and statewide news from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Download all of our local shows as podcasts and more. Powered by Ambient Comfort. For installation to repairs and maintenance, give Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling a call today at 856-213-6586. AmbientComfortNJ.com. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you, great one. It is 49 minutes past the hour. Let's welcome a very, very dear friend to the program, Pastor Al. Hello, Pastor Al. Hey, good morning, Harry. How are you? Very well. Good. Uh, it was uh, a couple things. Uh, I was going to encourage your uh, listeners to watch Jeopardy, my uh we have a nephew that was on Monday night. He won Monday, and he won again last night. He's from uh, Chesapeake, Virginia, Stephen Clark. And uh, we've enjoyed watching a relative uh, do well on Jeopardy. Wow, that's cool. That was, that was exciting. So he's going to be on again tonight. But main reason I want to call, I want to share a miracle my wife and I experienced. The day after your golf outing, uh, I was driving out to Sweetwater to do a wedding ceremony, and my two-year-old pickup truck got uh, T-boned and then into a tree. And it's a miracle my wife and I walked away. The truck was totaled. And uh, we've got some broken ribs. We've got some other issues. But if anybody looks at the truck, they'll say no way that anybody walked out of that truck alive. But uh, God God did it for us. And uh, i got to give a plug for uh, airbags and seatbelts. Whoever, whoever doesn't wear a seatbelt. Oh, man. Well, and what's so important is you can actually be killed because the airbags are designed to work in tandem with the seatbelts and then the cage that they have uh, where there's room to live. People don't realize it. People think the old cars that were just like tanks would be very, very safe. You'd get demolished in one of them in the accident that you had. Nobody believes it until they actually look at the engineering and look at the, um, the, the, the safety, test safety data. These cars of today, someone very close to me, uh, Pastor Al, I just haven't revealed it publicly, was T-boned. And all 10 airbags deployed. Now, the cars that have the airbag down low, that keeps your legs from being broken. The side airbags are amazingly important. And, of course, the one that's right in front of you. But if you don't have the seatbelt on, that airbag can kill you. You go flying forward, that airbag hits you back. You, I don't know if it happened to you guys, but that airbag hitting people in the face, sometimes it breaks noses and all kinds of things. But it typically, not always, but it typically creates a scenario where there's room to live. But you have to wear the seatbelt if you don't. You, I think you know this, uh, even though God is great, uh, there is personal responsibility in this whole equation as well. Had you not been wearing your seatbelts, I don't think we would be talking right now. No, we wouldn't. And uh, one thing that was, uh, it was a God thing, too. I, I was well enough to go. I was on my way to perform a ceremony, a wow. wedding ceremony. So I was able to do that. And then uh, the couple was happy that I did that. And then my daughter drove, drove us to the hospital. We had x-rays and CAT scans and everything. So now we're, we're just healing up from, uh, from the wounds and wow. stuff. So, so you, I, after getting T-boned, you went onward and you you performed the ceremony yeah 
except that I was not only, not only T-boned, I, I was pushed into a tree where I hit the tree head on. So that was another thing, too. Shit. If all the, e-bag, if all the uh, airbags deployed like right away when I get hit on the side, then uh, it wouldn't have been as effective when I hit the tree. But the, the truck is... Uh, uh, I'll show you pictures of it someday. It's, it's a miracle that we walked away. It was, it was a retirement gift from my, my daughter and her husband uh, two years ago. And... Uh, now we got to go through. Uh, we're looking for another vehicle, but uh, sounds like that truck was very important too. Had you been in a smaller vehicle, sounds like the um, the truck was also a big help here. It was, yeah. These modern uh, vehicles with all the uh, the safety things on it just really saved us. But I just wanted to share with your listeners that God is still in the business of performing miracles, and uh, we're just both of us are thankful we're still here. I'm so happy uh, with the with the results. Sorry though that you have broken ribs and some other issues, but um, yeah, great to talk uh, to you. Uh, Go ahead. I feel like I feel like I got hit by Lawrence Taylor in a football Ooh, game. That's no you fun. Know? Yeah, that, that's it's uh, a good analogy. That that would hurt. Yep. Okay. Thank right. you, Pastor Al. I appreciate the work you guys. Uh, thank you so much, and good luck to Stephen. We'll be checking in. Yeah, sounds good. I got it, Stephen Clark. I'm going to put that. I already did. Put it in my book. See you, Pastor Al. Wow. 609-407-1450. There are miracles. I've always believed that. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Hey, hey. Uh, I'll tell you something. I was thinking about the other day and for Mr. Biden to give that much oil to the uh, Chinese. Personally... I look at it as a blatant violation of his oath of office because he gave, in my book, the book according to Peter, uh, a potential enemy or an enemy, the means to make war, not against us, but Taiwan and Japan, the Philippines. But we gave them the uh, oil to use for their war-making machine. And I look at that as a blatant violation of the oath. Yeah. I hear you. What do you think? Well, I, I agree with you. The short answer is I agree. The long answer is the line forms at the rear. Look how many examples we have of things that, that rise to the same level of uh, determination. So your answer is my answer. Uh, I agree. And we've got a lot of problems that just it's it's just a shame that too many people are willing to just look right past. Everybody knows that something's not right. And what are we going to do? Pretend that it is. <laughs> well, have a blessed day. OK, you too. Good to talk to you. Six oh nine. You got it, Peter. Six oh nine four zero seven fourteen fifty. An open phone line. Jim Malamud is coming up right after the break. John Walters after Jim Malamut. So that'll be in the second half of the program, a very good look at where we stand right now in terms of the forward mortgage world and the reverse mortgage world. And if you were listening to Chuck Malamut yesterday, and I have every every agreement with him on this point, it looks like the Fed in the not too distant future will be raising their rate another 75 basis points, three quarters of 1%. I don't remember the, the last time we've had a rate increase that big. I, I'm, I'm almost positive that I was a broadcaster 
So it has happened within the last three decades, but it's been a long, long time. You usually see quarter basis point increase, half, three. And it's and Chuck said that everything that I have read about it says that it's pretty much a lock that it's going to happen. Chuck actually went further. When you add up all the data that's out there, all the people that, you know, analyze these things in advance and make their their forecasts and predictions that there is a 98 percent chance now look there's always a two percent chance who was it that said uh oh so so uh, still have a chance uh one of the movies so it was like almost no chance because what you're saying is i still have a chance there's a two percent chance but 98 it's like hey look last night and I fell asleep, thankfully, but the Yankees were winning three to nothing going into the ninth inning. If you look at people that do odds, you have nearly a hundred percent chance that you would win. Much to my displeasure, the Cincinnati Reds scored four runs in the ninth inning and beat the New York Yankees last night, the best team. In Major League Baseball. And I I don't have their record uh, memorized, but Cincinnati is many, many games below 500. I mean, and at Yankee Stadium. So they had this guy Holmes pitching. Clint Holmes, not not Clint Holmes, uh, that great singer, but he might be Clint, come to think of it. But not that Clint Holmes. So Holmes is out there pitching. Holmes. And I don't know what happened, but he gave up four runs. So none of it could have been good. I just glanced at the box score when I woke up. It was really weird. When you go to sleep and you think something is over, and then you wake up. And this was at about 2 o'clock. And I decided I didn't see it happen, so I want to make sure it happened. And I looked at the Yankees' record. I said, wait a minute now. That, that, something happened here. That, that, that's one more loss than they had. And one less win than I think they have. I go to the box score, four to three. So anything can happen. But the problem with this, even though some people tell you this isn't true, when the Fed raises interest rates, the banks raise their rates. I get argued about, you know, and push back on that. But I did the job for three years. I was good at it. I follow what happened. I've been following what happens now for 30 plus years since They always pass it along. Maybe not the whole thing, but they always pass it along. So we don't want a a rising interest rate environment. But unfortunately, that's what the Fed has to do to fix what they broke. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. All right, we'll make... From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour. Jim Malamut is here. He is our official exclusive mortgage expert for the Hurley in the Morning program. So you know by extension, a mortgage is for real estate. So it's not a stretch 
to talk about real estate as well on the program. I think it's it's just it's natural. And I got a uh, text message from a friend minutes before airtime, which I brought to Jim's attention. Then he mentioned something to me that I found fantastical. And I think we can open with a little bit of sort of celebrity sightings. Let me share the one. I, I remember this property. I've been by it, but I've never been to the front door or anything like that. Although I do understand that people have gone up when Muhammad Ali was alive they would knock on the door and he would he would talk to people i mean today it's it's a whole different you know world that we live in so things people used to go up to mo howard's door one of the three stooges he lived in cherry hill and he would just talk to you blink me mo blink me he'd blink you uh but you know that was then this is now but my friend wrote me that muhammad ali's home in cherry hill which is 1121 winding drive and it is this is just a small picture, Jim, but it is a cool place. Oh, yeah. Very There's a nice beautiful place. stately look to it. There's a beautiful pool. Then you have the house set back. So when I brought up to Jim, Muhammad Ali's house is for sale. What did you say? I heard a prominent NBA player is uh, purchasing a house in Margate in the next few months. Uh, new construction. Um, and, you know, he's a, he's a good NBA player. So uh, it's just, it's just a lot of celebrity sightings here in the Atlantic County area, Atlantic City, Atlantic City Island recently. And you told me one more. And a Steve Marshall, who was a great baseball player, and he has, I understand, great taste in morning talk shows because I, I understand he listens when he can. Uh, if he's listening, there was another sighting. Right. Michael Jordan was over at Water Dog yesterday. Can we agree that and it's really hard because there's Will Chamberlain and when you when the league I wrote an article about this Jim about six months ago they changed the rules of play because of Will Chamberlain sure they invented the three second lane because of Will Chamberlain it's very hard I can make the case that Will Chamberlain was the greatest player of all time but I'm going to say that Michael Jordan is the greatest player in the history of the NBA. Would you argue with me? No, I wouldn't argue with that. Michael you know, has clearly established himself as the best player of all time. And even if uh, LeBron James, and he probably will, beats Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time point scoring, and he, and he, and I'm, I'm, unless he gets hurt, he's going to do it next year, I think. Uh, I don't pick him as the GOAT. He's not the GOAT. He's a great player. Uh, he has played for a long time as well. Sure. And he was a great player at a very young age, and he went right from high school into the NBA. So he had those extra four years. But I think he's an old whatever he is. Is he like, what is he, like 36 years old, 37 years old? I think LeBron's like 38 now. 38. Yeah. But he's, he's still, an old. He's still he, doing great, though. He is. But I think, he, you, you know, the miles on the tires? Right. He's got a lot of miles. He does. But it's one of those things. For a 38-year-old, he still flies. He, it's uh, Now, he's, he's good. He's, he's an amazing athlete. He's good. Um, he's LeBron's a horrific a, citizen. Yeah. He's, but, he's, but he's not the best on but that he, end, but he's, on but a social he, scene. He is a very good player. Yes. But he's not the greatest of all time. No, Michael Jordan, Will Chamberlain. Um, How about Bill Russell? Bill Russell, Kareem, Larry Bird, Tim Duncan, Kobe. You know, th- those are guys I think of when I think of the best players of all time. I think Kobe is definitely better than LeBron James. Yeah, I, I think they're comparable. You know, it's definitely in the, in the as a debate. Like if I was picking schoolyard and I could pick Kobe or I could pick LeBron James, 
I'm picking Kobe Bryant every time. Right, and there's a lot of debate about that, you know, because their games are a little different. Kobe is more of the finisher. LeBron can kind of do everything, but they both can do everything. So they're, they're both, you said, two of the top ten players of all time. It's hard to argue when you get into such greatness. Yeah, uh, I, I'm a big fan. When you can take down a rebound and you can put the rock on the floor and you can bring that ball all the way down to the other court and you can finish the play – that, that's special. Sure. And nowadays, everybody has to do that. Yeah. Know, even the centers have to be able to do it's that. True. So it's just that the game has changed so much. If you can't shoot the ball, you really aren't as good anymore. You know, the big men have lost a lot of um, impact like they used to have. Like, they, they used so. to accept having a big man that wasn't a scorer, that would get rebounds, that would clog up the paint, you know, and would be helpful in defense. And, you, you, you know, almost like in baseball, where you can afford to have a light-hitting uh, maybe shortstop or second baseman because they're a great fielder and you'll go along with that you're right about that in basketball now they don't give up anything they right. they want it all exactly and it, these big men are shooting three-point shots they have to or else you're not getting picked in the first round anymore yeah. that's for sure yeah so it's a, it's a different game you know what i think is cool and we're, we're we're showing it right here right now our area is very special you know the, you could just turn around and it might be bradley cooper uh, who, believe it or not, is now dating Uba Abedin. <laughs> I don't even want to get into that. But he has been so nice every time he's been in the area. There's been Bradley Cooper sightings in Brigantine. There's been Bradley Cooper sightings at Stephen Cookie's in Margate. Always very friendly to everybody. Uh, this is a very special area that yeah. we get to call home. Jimmy Johnson, Quest for the I'm, Ring. I'm going there tonight. Oh, my gosh. I'm going there tonight. The, what I understand, uh, it, it, because of my you know early call, it's stuff I never get to do. I understand these parties are unbelievable. I, I will report back on okay. it. I've never been. I didn't go last year. Uh. This year, we're one of the sponsors. So um, I get to go tonight to see how it is at Hospitality Village. Yeah, let me know. I will let you know. I'm sure it'll be a good time. Uh, I hear Jimmy Johnson hangs out and, and you know gives a, a world to everybody. So it, sh- it should be a fun time. And, and hopefully, I'll see Michael Jordan. But I'm, I'm not betting on that one. We'll see, though. You know, But um, in mortgage world... How about this? Before we get to mortgage world... All right. um, are you an early riser or are you not? I get up around 6, I'd say, right okay, now. Well, that's good. Yeah. How about, would you call me tomorrow at 7.35? Yeah, I can let you and know. And we will talk. Because I'd like to plug. I wrote a column on, uh, if you want to go to the uh, app or to the I website. Saw that one. You saw You saw the, yep. the piece I wrote. Um, I want to talk about that. All right. So I just wrote you down. You'll be on the hotline tomorrow, 7.35. I want to talk about that. And this is the second annual and what they did was what what they've done in Miami with great success. They've moved northward. Yeah, and this it, is exciting. It is. It's, it's awesome, and we got a lot going on in Atlantic City. Got the NAACP coming this week too. Um, I saw there's a big concert that Marty Small is promoting now. Um, you know, some pretty high end celebrities, rappers that are going to be here at Bader Field. Um, so, so there's a lot going on, and and and, and it's great for the area. Um, you know, you hear, you don't really see pictures of, you know, talking about celebrities, but I, a lot of people go in Ocean City, um, on the boardwalk and like, like NFL coaches and stuff like I, that. I love Ocean City. So yeah, it. it's, it's a great, we, we, we are very lucky here. That's why I live here. You know, yeah. I, I love living here and I love Atlantic County. Um, you, you, you know what I want to see buttoned down? I don't want shootings in broad daylight. No, of course this, not. This is a 13 year old kid we're talking I, about, I heard allegedly. That. Outside of Popeyes, I think. You it's... know, if they, all the great 
players. You know, the Special Improvement District buttons down and does a great job. Rick Santoro and everybody there. Uh, the casinos are, are very well run. Uh, the destination people, uh, Meet AC, the Atlantic City Convention Center staff. I mean, everybody is firing at the highest level. The city has to step up their game. Uh, they got to make the town clean and they have to make the town safe. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, safe, safety, cleanliness, education, that's, that's what people care about you, when they you live realize, in town. You so. realize, I'm serious about this. The next mayor of Atlantic City, and I would hope this would be well-received, they should say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that the town is clean and that your town is safe. Because if you do those two things, all the other partners are taking care of their business. Yeah. The town will be sold out. The meetings, conventions, and all that will be sold out. And we could take this thing you know, to the next level easily. It'll definitely spur investment. Yes. You know, that's what Atlantic City needs is some outside investment. You know, we, we have so much government involved already. We need we need private investors to come in here and just take these dilapidated yeah. buildings and yeah. then refurnish them. Re, you know, and there's so much rental demand, Harry, um, you know, that there's plenty of demand even in Atlantic City for rentals that they can probably, you know, take some of these buildings and convert them. It, it, it just takes time. And uh, but I, I do think you're right. You know, it. It takes um, confidence. Yeah. You know, you have to have confidence in what's going on. If you're going to invest, now we're very lucky. There's a guy, Bart Blastein, that looks past some of this stuff. Sure. And and he's building, as you know, the biggest right. Him, indoor Lazo, water park done, right, in, you know. in, in the country. And, you know, he, he's put his money where his mouth is. But there are a lot of people that will say, I, I just can't, I can't go where I might get shot. Yeah, you know, I can't invest where I don't feel it's safe or that it's clean. Right. Like I, w- I went to Tennessee Avenue the other night. Um, I went to Rhythm and Spirits, which is amazing. A little restaurant. You know, you don't feel like you're. It in, made one of my lists. Right. You don't feel like you're in Atlantic City. Yeah. You feel like you're in like you know some cool yes. town. Yeah. And, cool vibe. Um. Exactly. You're right by the beer hall, and they have this live music, and and it, it was cool. But then. You know, I, I left and I heard the night before there was somebody who got ran over like the next street over. And it's just un- unfortunate. It's but unsettling. Yeah. And it makes you it makes you pause. Exactly. And think about, hey, is this, you know, and once you do that, your reputation it takes hurts. such and, a hit. And, and Tennessee, yeah, they have a tough time because you, you, you go down the next street. I mean, it's it's, it's dangerous. You know, you, you literally can see some drug deals going on middle of the day. It just is what it is under there. So and um, you get a reputation in a hurry and and it's hard to shake it. You might remember when we had the bad storm and one section of the boardwalk was destroyed. Right. But it was it was already designated for to be taken down. It was condemned. Al Roker went on national TV and said the boardwalk in Atlantic City is destroyed. Do you know they they spent the next couple of years with every oh oh we'll we'll come back around the next time we're bidding we'll come back around in a few years we'll give you a chance to get your boardwalk back and all that and they kept saying our boardwalk's fine right they had to answer to this for years yeah the, the, unfortunately the media the way it is in today's world the, the first news that breaks everybody hears that and that's and it they accept that as truth so many and it's times it's very hard oh. to um, overcome that yeah. when it's when it's not the truth and so. if you get a reputation that your town's dirty and that it's not safe it's tough to shake that well that absolutely so you let's know, get to break in when we right, come back we'll much come back. more with Jim Malama the official the exclusive mortgage expert for this program 
Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. With Jim Malamut, we continue. Jim leads his team, the Malamut team at Green Tree Mortgage, the official, the exclusive mortgage expert for the Hurley in the Morning program for the Hurley family. You can reach Jim at 3153 Fire Road, Suite 1B, Egg Harbor Township. So if you're coming, let's say you're coming from Northfield and you're on Fire Road, Jim will be on the right-hand side. If you're coming from Skullville, course opposite, Jim will be on the left-hand side. The phone number is 609-646-5555. There's so much to talk about. I turn it over to you. Sure, Harris. So um, in mortgage world, real estate world, it's it's an interesting time. Um, you know, the biggest thing right now is there's no supply still. You know, the supply of homes is still at a very low point, and prices are starting to trickle down. I would say a little bit, but not much. You know, and I'm talking when I say prices, I mean people whose houses are listed for sale and not getting any action. You know, you're seeing a lot more of that price decreases, you know, people on active listings. Um, But in terms of, let's say, the overall market, if you look month over month or year over year, things are still increasing. Um, So it's a weird, you know, the things going, you know, it's like different uh, pulls on different sides. And and to me, it's just things are starting to normalize a little bit. But because there's no um, supply, prices are still hanging up. And they're not just holding on. I went to the Oracle of uh, of Zillow, as you know, <laughs> and the Ponderosa is up another 1.7%. I understand that your stately Wayne Manor, uh, that's a Batman reference, <laughs> yep. uh, is also up. Yeah, month over month, it went back up. Last month, I was down. This month, I'm up. You know, I'd say overall, it's, it's, it's been steady for the last couple months on, on the Zillow end. And, and I think... You know, that's kind of where things are right now. Things are kind of steadied on the values. Um, but I would, you know, in terms of mortgages, you know, what I can see and feel every day is we had a slowdown in, let's call it June, mm-hmm. okay, when rates went up to 6%. Yeah. Okay, rates went up from 5% all of a sudden to 6% very quickly mm-hmm. in about a, a week. And that spooked the market, I want to say. You know, all of a sudden people out there buying demand just, Puts the brakes on. It felt like a sink, like the sink got like shut off. Mm-hmm. Okay, all of a sudden my Faucet. phone, exactly, my phone was not ringing as much as it normally would. And you know there were graduation. June June's a busy month for people with their kids. Um, yeah, a graduation month. Um, so I felt like there was a combination of that and higher interest rates is going to make July probably one of our slower months of the year. Which is not normal. You know, July is usually one of our better months of the year. Now, what do you think about, and I mentioned this right before your arrival at the end of the last hour, 98% chance that the Federal Reserve Board will raise their interest rate by three quarters of a point. Yep. Yep. So that's happening, um, you know, today and in about three minutes, Harry, while we're on the air here is the inflation report. So the inflation report nowadays is bigger than the Fed. Because the inflation report is kind of dictating what the Fed's going to do. So this inflation report in three minutes is supposed to come out and say there's an 8.8% increase in inflation, which is would be the highest, I think, ever. Um, and 
you know, if it if it comes that, in, that's going to be out very soon. It's at two and a half minutes. So yeah. if it comes in higher than eight point eight percent, rates will go up. Well, the, com- the supposedly, uh, and it's a high percentage of the uh, experts. They're expecting eight. They call it median. Right. Uh, they're expecting eight point eight. Right. So if it comes in higher than eight point eight, I think our mortgage rates will probably go up today. I think if it comes in lower than eight point eight, um, then they might see a significant downturn um because if, i heard you talking about it with chuck and and even an hour before you know inflation is a little bit previous you know everything's 30 days ago so you know gas prices have come down a little bit in the last 30 days harry you know maybe the hope is that inflation has peaked and we talked about that a couple months ago too and obviously it didn't then. So again, now that's the hope that it did now. And hope, you know, you see the gas prices actually came down. So maybe it'll stay that way. It's just where do things go from here? I couldn't tell you. You know, that's the, the million dollar question. And, um, you know, I, I do hope that interest rates on the mortgage end, you know, stabilize a little bit. Because if, if you pay attention, I, mean, I pay attention obviously every day, but if you called me for mortgage rates today, it would be a different rate than it was two days ago, than it was two days prior to that. You know, the mortgage rates are changing so much every day. It's so volatile right now, the mm-hmm. bond market. And it's very, I don't want to say it's difficult to do my job. It's just difficult to try to communicate that to somebody when people are used to the rates being a little more stable. Yeah, you know, it's when a I, when different I, environment. Exactly. So when, when, I get, when I give you a rate on Monday, you're expecting that to be the same rate on Wednesday. And Literally, you know, th- these things are changing by like a quarter percent in, in a two-day increment. Right so we're now. actually, we're, I mean, is it fair to say someone that's looking to buy right now, we're in the environment that you need to lock in? Yeah, I, I would suggest locking in. But at the same time, you know, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that rates are trickling down and that we're going to stay in the low fives. You know, right now we're about five and a half percent, 5.3 in that range. And my hope is that we did peak on inflation last month and that the gas price is coming down. Again, 30 cents doesn't seem like a lot, but people get a little bit more confidence. They spend a little bit more. Now they're a little bit more maybe to buy a house than they yep. were 30 days ago. And again, interest rates being down a half a percent, you know, it gets people a little bit more confidence to buy that house. Um, and I can see it, Harry, in terms of when I was talking in June, things were slowing down in the last couple of weeks or maybe last even couple of days, I've gotten more contracts than I got in June. Interesting. So August is going to be a great month, but July is not going to be a great month. Because so people are feeling... People are just a little hesitant. Yeah, They're, growing pains. When rates go to 6%, it's like, wow, you know, is, is the market... I mean, am I buying at the peak of the market? Right. Like, I don't you know? want to do that right now. Exactly. Yeah. So there, there was just this hesitation, I feel like, last month that, that we're feeling now in the volume this month. Halftime break. We're going to be right back. It's flying by as it always does. Jim Alama continues... Uh, and we're talking about mortgages. And perhaps when we come back in just a few minutes, we'll be able to tell you. We're going to look it up right now. We're going to tell you. Remember, there's two different inflation numbers. There's one that includes energy and food. And there's one that does not include energy and food. Obviously, the one that does not include energy and food will be lower than the one that does because both of those are just out of sight right now. Uh, and that's a trick. That, that, that how, how do you take such important items out because everybody has to deal with it? So why do you report a number that doesn't include it? It's To me, it's very dishonest. We'll be back with Jim Alamut. Don't go away right after this with Jim. I am Hurley in the morning, and this is 
WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. All because of you and we know it. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. Yikes, we'll come back to that. It's not good news, kids. But here's three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Two people shot in Atlantic City. We broke the story. We've got it from every angle. We followed up this morning with great work by the Atlantic City Police Department to achieve a peaceful surrender of a 13-year-old alleged shooter. And uh, Mayor Small has suspended Atlantic City's director of anti-violence. Date. From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. Today will be slightly cooler and less humid than yesterday, but still pretty summery and sticky. High temperature reaching for 87 degrees. It'll be cooler at the beaches under mostly to partly sunny skies and probably dry weather. Tonight, some clouds and mild temperatures low of 70. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds and maybe a passing shower at some point, high of 88. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Well, Jim, we don't come bearing good news. No, we don't. Inflation has surged to 9.1%. It's a new 40-year high. All the economists, uh, the median expectation was that the consumer price index would climb to 8.8%. So it's just not – it's not good news. It's not. And as I was – we were just talking about, Harry, I, if I, sa- I said if it came in higher than 8.8, that I expected interest rates to go up. And it looks like the 10-year yield is, is starting to increase You know about – an eighth of a percent in mortgage rates today um, compared to yesterday. So at every level, this is a crisis. It's a political crisis. Uh, th- when you're paying so much more for everyday necessities, this is a real problem. It is, Harry. And you know, my, I, I've been cautiously optimistic the whole time, but I, I'm starting to get cautiously pessimistic. And you know, I, I try to be very honest about everything. I, I do still think housing is a good investment. Oh, yeah. But it's harder sell when rates are almost 6% than they are when they're at 5%, 4%. So it's just, you know, you still need somewhere to live. It's still better than renting. Um, but the prices of, um, you know, the, the mortgage payments are, are gone up. You know, if you look at a $250,000, $300,000 loan, you're paying three, four, five hundred $500 more a month than you were six months ago. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy. This is the fastest pace of inflation since December of 1981. Yeah. So for not, a lot of people listening, this is like something they've never seen in their life. No. No. I mean, if you, last 15 years, we tried to get inflation. Yeah. You know, it was it was hard to get inflation after the financial crisis, and especially around here with, with the double bubble we had. It, it's, we, it was tough. You know, they, they would do everything they can. And then for maybe a year during the Trump, presidency i was like okay we need to start raising rates and rates went up a little bit um i remember because he was very mad when they were doing it right exactly think they should be doing it right here's the part that's just very hard to process less than a year and a half ago we were under two percent inflation gasoline was just a little more than two dollars a gallon i mean look at what's happened here yeah it's one of those things they meteoric 
they expected um, inflation. You know, the Fed wanted inflation. You know, they, they well remember they 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 were wrong and came out and said that it would be a short term thing, right? And they remember so, transitory, exactly. So they, they asked for it by keeping rates so low for so long, and it's just they and now they have to inflict pain. Yeah, it's just they, to un- fix it. Unfortunately, that, that's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, when someone messes up, and then they have to inflict more pain, and that's their solution. We're in a quantitative tightening now, Harry. And, you know, for a long time, we were in quantitative easing. Yeah. And um, quantitative tightening is not pretty. No. It's not going to have pretty results. And there's going to be some blood on the streets. And think about it. When you have quantitative easing, the government's buying bonds. There's, you know, there's takers for everything. If the government isn't doing any of that, you know, it's a whole – it's the opposite environment. And we have high price. It's just – it's – there's going to be some blood on the streets. Uh, I'm, I'm not – again, I'm, I'm still cautiously pessimistic. What do you think this means for mortgage interest rates? They're up. You know, They're up today. They're, they're going to stay in, in the higher fives probably. But again, next month could come out. And if next month drops to 8.5%, um, then you know, it, it's not the end of the world I guess. My feeling just... would be by next month it should come down because the price of a gallon of gasoline in June – isn't the same as it is now. That's that would be the hope, and I, so, I'm I mean, sure that's. It, what, I mean, in fairness, it's like forty cents less. Yes. And I, and I right think now. that'll be the media spin on it. You know, today um, is that'll that, be the White House spin. That of these, course, that this you know that was June. It's higher there. Right. It's going to be better. You know, they have to. Right. They can't um, just. You know, so I think that'll quit. be the talk. But you know, going forward to mortgage rates, it, we got to see where they keep where things keep going from here. Um, and, and I do think rates are going to stay probably now in the mid to high fives compared to the low fives uh, as a result of what we saw today. We continue with Jim Alamont right after the break. But if you're just joining Jim's program, inflation has surged 9.1% in June. It's hit a new 40-year high. Uh, and you are going to be hearing about this all day and all night. I, I promise you. When we go to the top of the hour news break, you'll probably hear that Fox News sounder, uh, and it will be the lead item uh, because this is substantially higher than what the um, the analysts thought that it would be. Uh, it's almost the worst possible news on this topic. You know, it, I was hoping because I don't root for our country to fail like some people do for for an election. You know, I, I want America to win, and I was rooting that. Not only would we not be at 8.8, that we would be going in the other direction. If we had heard something like even 8.5 or something, you could at least say incrementally uh, it's down. And then you could tell your story. And, and look, July is going to be better because energy is coming down. Uh, and here it's it went the other way to 9.1 percent. We'll be back. Don't go away with Jim Malamut. I am early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Brian Kilmeade is next at 10. Now, back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right, so Jim has put pen to paper. And just to give folks an idea of what this means, time is yours. All right, Harry. So, um, you know, there's a lot of different topics we could talk about. And, um, you know, one I always love going back to is is condominiums. Uh, I have a lot of demand for condominiums because of people's incomes in this area. 
and um, you know condominiums are are more risky. They're harder to finance mm-hmm. because there's just less loan options. Yep. And, and I want to kind of just go over that real fast because most condominium buyers need to do what's called a conventional mortgage and not a government loan like FHA. FHA is the biggest first-time home buyer program. It's backed by the federal government. And there's a disconnect because FHA requires the condominiums to go through a, an approval process with them in order to purchase a condo with FHA loan. And I would say 99% of condos in Atlanta County are not FHA approved. Mm-hmm. Okay, There's maybe four or five in the entire county that are FHA approved. So, you know, there's this disconnect there. You know, you have these buyers that qualify for loans for 150000 but they have 640 credit scores and they can't purchase a condo because they can't get a conventional loan. You know, if you want to get a conventional loan, you have to have a higher credit score, 680, 700 plus. And that's the one of the bigger issues that you have this buyer pool that just can't get the financing. Okay, and then on top of that, it's the condominium rules themselves. You know, we have to do this condo questionnaire. We've talked about it a lot over the last six months, these new rules. And, um, you know, I had one this week where another mortgage company wouldn't close the loan. It's a condominium locally. And there's, I think, 30 buildings or 26 buildings within the condominium complex or something like that. And in two of the buildings, there's issues with balconies, just like over in Atlantic City. There you go. And are I've you, become an expert in balconies. Yes. Are you, so again, this is not my loan. It was somebody else's. There, this specific unit is and building is not one that is affected by these balcony issue. Apparently, okay. So we're trying to now take over this loan and do it. But you know what I'm trying to get to is that there's these risks that you have with the condominium that you don't have with a house because you don't have to worry about your neighbor's balcony being an issue or being prepared. But the condos have become a big part of supply because supply is so low. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, there's just this, they're they're just more risky. And and, and that's where it comes down to, you know, there's this huge buyer pool. They want condominiums because that's what they qualify for and they can't get into them. And there's not enough of them still here. There's still so much demand for them. So it's just an interesting topic because I get calls about them all the time and it, and people just kind of assume it's the same as buying a house, but there's just more involved. There's more risk and, and interest rates are higher too. If you, if you don't put 25% down, you're going to pay a higher interest rate on a condo than you will on a house. So it's just something I, I, I like to make sure people are aware of when they um, are in the market for a condominium so that they know there are more risks because you know if you try to sell your condominium right now and you're in that, that complex, you might not be able to. And you might have to sit on it for an extra year. And these are things that you don't think about sometimes when you when you purchase a, a, a property. So it's a lot easier to unload a house than a condominium when there's issues like that. Wow. So There's just so much going on. There is. And um, I would say the, you know, right now, again, kind of going back to the supply and demand is just there's not enough supply. You know, that's everywhere. Egg Harbor Township, Galloway, Linwood, Atlantic City. There's not enough supply of houses still. And the demand, even though it has gone down, you know, we're not at the same demand we were six months ago. Um, It's still high enough that prices aren't really going anywhere. And um, as as this inflation report kind of came out, like 
you know, inflation's up 9%. I, I don't see housing prices going down with it. You know, no. it's just going to keep increasing probably. So um, I do think there's going to be a much slower increase in growth in housing. You know, we're not going to see 20% year-over-year growth or 50% year-over-year growth like we saw the last couple of years. It, it's going to go back to normal. You know, we're, we're back to normal-ish times. And, and there's nothing wrong with the market normalizing. You know, we want to want to have so that buyers do have a little bit more control. How long was this boom that was just off the charts? About two years, you know, from beginning of COVID till the end of, you know, I, I guess COVID isn't over yet. I, I was uh, I there's, went on my Apple News yesterday. I, it was like the number one news story. So because I was like, there's I, I, new variants. Yeah. So um, to me, I feel like COVID's over. You know, I, I've yeah. said it before. Like to me, I felt like we were in the ninth inning about six months ago. Yeah, and, I, I agree with you. We went from pandemic to endemic. Now it is something that will be around, but we have to right. live with it. Exactly. And we have to be able to operate within and, it. And that's kind of what, what's happening with inflation. You know, in, in six months ago, inflation is just it's skyrocketed because things are just getting back to normal. And, and there's all these supply chain issues still. And, and people just aren't working as much um, in terms of like the, the, the labor supply has gone down. So it's... um. Interesting times. I, I wish I knew where things would go from here, Harry, because I get those questions every day. You know, should I, I, am I buying at the peak? I, I don't think you're buying at the peak in terms of interest rates, though. I, I wish I knew where they were going. You know, I do kind of I, the 25 minutes ago before we got that news of 9.1 percent. I, I was hoping that the gas price news and was you know maybe this is the peak of inflation, but I really just don't know anymore. And it, it, that's the the million dollar question. You know, if, if people had more confidence, then there would be even more home buying going yeah. on. But there's just this not confidence in 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 Washington in everything right now, and that's probably the biggest issue. You know, we we got to get confidence back in the market and and. Um, you know, I heard you guys talking about it yesterday on Chuck's show. You know, you have these guys like Elon Musk and um, Jeff Bezos literally tweeting at the president of the country like you don't know what you're talking about. Like it's it's kind of scary. You know, they, 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 it's disruptive. And, and I don't I don't I don't try to get political, Harry. But like no. Joe Biden coming out and talking about gas prices and telling gas stations to lower their prices, I thought was one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. It was so ignorant. I I I did a monologue on it because it it demonstrates. A total lack of understanding it, as to how it works. It was just pure and not insanity. to mention they don't make much. It doesn't matter <laughs> right. how much that price is. It's not like it's. That's the, what I was going to go for. I mean, most inc- these most these places are just there for the convenience store. Yeah, that's so where they're making the money. They're they, not making money on the gas prices. So that was like that's why it was so crazy leader. to me. It was right. like why are, why is Joe Biden attacking these people? It was like well, what he, is going he, on? It was Putin, 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 Russia, Russia, Russia. Then it was the oil executives. Yeah. Then he went right to the gas station. That, basically attendant yeah and and you're absolutely right about it and we covered it in in our piece on this that is a lost leader they want to get you there get your gas and go into the store exactly they're making i'm i'm telling you they're making pennies on a gallon it, that's that's the whole thing so it's like that that was crazy to me and um it's just unfortunate And imagine the grief they take yeah people complain oh my god this is unbelievable and then, you know it that they, they, they don't control it so it's hard to get trust in a leader of the country who's, who's saying things like that. And because it's either just blatant dishonesty or a total lack of understanding. Yeah, scary. Yeah. Closing yeah. comment. You know, Harry, like I was going to say, I, I still think buying a house is a great investment, even at 5.5%. Well, look, you if, we, still Jim, if we didn't have 25 3%, 
and 4% going on for all these years, this is still a very attractive rate. Exactly. So that's what I'm trying to say. And, and, and hopefully, you know, maybe in the next year, two, three years, rates come down. And I, the, the new phrase I've heard in real estate is you marry the house and you date the rate. Okay. And, and what I love about that is, because I did it, we loved the house, and I was at 8.5%. Exactly. So as long as you can afford it. We continue to keep lowering that. So that that's the new phrase in real estate. You marry the house, you date the rate, hopefully I, rates I like come that. down in the next couple of mo- years, and, and then you can refinance and, and save. The number to call for your next mortgage is 609-646-5555. Jim Alamo, thank you. Thank you, Harry. Great as being here. Always great time. That's forward. Now we'll go reverse. Atlantic City, WENJHD3, Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back, and thank you so very much for tuning in. We have, and I know that it's easy for me to say, but I talk to so many people that agree with what I'm about to say. We have the best two hours of both the forward world and the reverse world, forward mortgages, reverse mortgages, in the entire metro market. And I absolutely love it. I didn't love, obviously, talking about 9.1% uh, inflation. But, of course, that also enters into uh, John Walters' world. Let me tell you a little bit about John Walters because he is very special. When you call John, and I promise you this is the case, I couldn't say it if it wasn't true because you'd call me out on it. And you haven't because I'm speaking the truth on this point. There is no obligation. John would love the opportunity to go to work for you. He'd love to help you. You may be in a particular situation where John could change your life literally. You would not have a mortgage payment anymore, and he would set up with you all these different potentials that he'll be talking about this hour, uh, structures that, that can just change the whole game. He has more than 16, 17 years of experience. All you have to do to review your many options is give John a call at 609-231-4924. John is a certified reverse mortgage professional, only about 200 in the entire uh, country. Uh, John is going to be sharing with you a lot of important content all about reverse mortgages. And later in the program, the second half, he'll introduce his guest. So we've got a lot to do. John, welcome to your program. And I know your first topic is uh, getting a reverse mortgage before you need it. And I know maybe the first time someone hears that, John, it sounds like, huh, what do I get something like if I need a new pair of sneakers? Do I get a new pair of sneakers before I need them? Or if the other ones, you know, has a hole in them now or they're whatever, not safe, I'm slipping, you know. uh, But although that's a bad example, because I always have a backup pair, to be honest with you, John. But explain why getting a reverse mortgage before you need it can be a very strong thing to do. Well, the way way that I look at it, Harry, um, is this, is that there are, and this may be the only product or one of a few that has the ability to have a direct impact on people of retirement age. 
they can create cash flow. And the funny part about it, I was listening to you and Jim talking uh, the previous hour, and it all plays in exactly what you say. It plays into the reverse world. Why? Because dealing with seniors every single day, we have some common things that go on in our life. Number one right now is the inflationary problem. Uh, we, I turned on the news. I listened to your news clip just a couple of minutes ago. Everything's going up 9, 10, 11%. Yep. But to simplify is this. Uh, for people that, you know, they might get caught up on the word inflation. But real simple is that your money is buying less product. Uh, that's what it comes down to. And so we have a good percentage of people, maybe 50% of the people, on a fixed income. And their primary source of income is Social Security. And if you're on a fixed income and everything has increased by 5, 10, 15%, depending what the product is, um, or it, it varies, you have less borrowing power, uh, less cash flow. And now what happens is our program fits perfectly into this because it can, with the different features, we can design it to help someone. So let me let me share a little bit with you about that. So one of the questions, I got a question this week, and I thought it was a great question. Harry uh, actually mentions it uh, quite often. But the question was, what is the number one strategy to increase cash flow as quickly as possible with the reverse mortgage? And Harry, I think you know the answer. You know what that is? Uh, I do. You want to give it a shot. Uh, repeat the question for me one more time. Sure. What's the number one strategy? What can somebody do that can create immediate cash flow and you talk about it? Okay. The immediate cash flow. They can do so. No, don't forget the reverse mortgage has to do with the home. Right. Well, f- well first of all, if you have a mortgage, you paid it off and you no longer have the mortgage payment – so that's immediate cash flow that you have that you didn't have last month. You are exactly correct. Thank you. And you talk about this. That- yeah. Well, I think that's huge because that alone, if you didn't do anything else, but of course, you, and John, you're going to tell everybody all these other things that they can do. If you didn't do anything else, wouldn't that be a major uh, improvement in someone's life that they no longer have a mortgage payment? And, you know, you've seen it. There's, sometimes there's disbelief. It's like the first time it's due and or in their mind that it's due and they're not paying it. They're worried like, hey, am I doing something wrong here? No, no, no. Your, your mortgage is paid off. You don't have a mortgage anymore. It's all paid off. You're never going to have a mortgage payment again. So even if you couldn't do all these other things like the line of credit that grows and all these other strategic things, deposits that you can have directly into your account or however you set it up with John, even if we didn't go into all those other benefits, this is a huge game changer right there, John. Back to you. Yes. Use, uh, I, I usually see anywhere from $600 on average to over $2,500 on a monthly payment, people in their 70s, 80s, as a matter of fact, uh, who refied back in 08, 09 to help family members out and things like that. But but to answer that one particular question, what's going to have the immediate impact is paying off the first mortgage. And let's make it real simple. 
Uh, you can pay the mortgage off. You don't have to make a principal interest payment, or you can make a principal interest payment each month, or you can put it towards interest only. Uh, that's up to you. But the important thing is, and the great thing about that, let's take a look at that. Let's say that you go month to month and you're not sure, and I can make a payment this month, but not next month. Mm -hmm. That's not an issue because there is no 30, 60, 90 day late with the reverse mortgage because within the mortgage itself, it says you don't have to make a payment. So that's extremely huge. Um, now, this, I, the second question that I had, just to give you an idea, what's your recommendation to determine if a reverse mortgage is the best financial product for a client? I thought it was an excellent question. And I usually talk about this, but when we talk about uh, a reverse mortgage, and I worked like with Jim in the forward world, uh, the forward world is very transactional. Transactional in the sense it's the rate, it's the term, what do I pay at the end of the road? With a reverse mortgage, yes, to an extent, but the majority of it has to do with a strategy to improve your current financial situation. So what we wanna do is is take a look and say, okay, how do I determine? How, when I meet with somebody and I sit down with somebody, uh, what is the process I go through? That's the easiest way. And it's actually kind of a five-step process, but, but, but basically what it is, in many cases, either over the phone or in person, is sitting down and having a conversation. And sitting down the conversation, people are gonna be able to, to share with you, uh, you know what? We would like to do A, B, and C. We would like to get rid of this. Can we do that? Asking questions, doing due diligence. Now, sometimes people aren't sure what a reverse mortgage can do or how it can help them. That's where I come into play, where the different features and the strategies that are involved is to develop a financial plan to say, okay, here's where you are, and if we do this, this is how it can change. So um, the aspect of, especially in today's world, is to uh, be creative. Harry loves this, using the five Ps, which is prior preparation prevents poor performance. Yeah, I love it. Thinking ahead, being proactive. Uh, so, John, do me a big favor. Let's hold it right there just for the break, because I know if we didn't have a guest, I wouldn't have jumped in. But I want to be on time for your guest that's coming up after the bottom of the hour break. So we'll come right back. You can pick up right where you left off, and you, you are absolutely correct. I love the John Walters 5Ps, prior preparation prevents poor performance. And I've actually I've used it a couple of times on air, always with a uh, – uh, a caller to uh, to John Walters uh, who who told me about this. I just love it. I think it's fantastic. It's it's memorable and and it's true. It makes a lot of good sense. Sixteen minutes past the hour with John Walters. I am early in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five. A little later in the program, John will be joined by his guest Robert Parker, who he will introduce at that time.
Life is hectic here in South Jersey, but one thing you don't have to worry about is missing the information you need while you're running around doing a zillion things. That's why WPG Talk Radio 95.5 brings you everything you need to know in six minutes at the top of every hour. National headlines from Fox News Radio, South Jersey News, and your local AccuWeather forecast all in six minutes. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. You are listening to John Walters all about reverse mortgages. And if you ever need to reach John, and I encourage you, if you were here for the last segment, talk to John even before you need it. That's one of the strongest positions you could ever find yourself in. And that is having been approved for it before you even need it because you open up even more options and flexibility that John will be explaining throughout the hour. You can call John Walter 609-231-4924. That's 609-231-4924. John, you were saying right before the break. Yeah, I want to just cover two areas and I need to apologize because I know we started with the question about getting a reverse mortgage before you need it. I'm going to take the next show and spend half the show on that one question. Okay. Uh, so I'm not trying, wasn't trying to avoid it. Okay. Yeah. But I wanted to just get back to, and I thought it was a good question in reference to how do you determine about a reverse mortgage? And I was trying to tell you about the, about the process. But yes. number one is knowing, knowing where you work financially. And what I mean is find out, you know, running a credit report, finding out how much cash flow you have, what your debt service is, what can be paid off, what can't what other assets you may have uh, is is holistically taking a look at where you are in order to know where you can go. So that's one of the first steps that I take. Uh, within that is what we call it doing a budget analysis, finding out every dollar where it's gone. Now, people cringe when you hear that, but actually you can make a lot of fun out of this. You can actually do it with your kids, uh, but... A lot of people have no idea what the amount of funds coming in or going out of the house. So that's the next thing. Uh, probably one of the most important things with working with borrowers is finding out what their goals are. And, you know, when we talk about goals, I was uh, I was a systematic goal setter for 30 years. They say with no goals, you float with the tide and with goals, you control the direction of change. And that is to me very, very important because if you start to discuss with someone saying, here's, we can go in this direction and this can give you uh, so much money a month or we can pay this off. This is going to open up this door. All of a sudden they said, well, we, you know, I, I didn't know we could do this. And all of a sudden they start now, they start now with coming up with some ideas which gets them thinking, which is vitally important. Uh, Finally, is to take a look at what the programs and the products that we have, deciding which one is the best fit. A lot of times, uh, you know, the term when we say reverse mortgages, it's not a one-fits-all type of thing. It's an evaluation. It's a process where we go by and look at, you know, what is the best way of going? Is it a fixed rate or is it an adjustable? And 
Harry, I wanted to ask you a question, and I thought about this at the beginning of the show. Yeah. And you actually talked a little bit about it. You went from Jim Malamut, Jim Malamut in the forward world. Yeah. Then you go into with me in the reverse world. How much of a shift is that for you to understand? Uh, it's not hard for me because, as you know, I was a banker. I was a vice president for an international bank. So I did uh, mortgages. I knew of reverse mortgages. They had come into play under Reagan, as you know. So when I was a VP for National Westminster Bank, uh, we were very familiar with the reverse mortgage. As, as you know, in that era, you had a lot of reverse mortgage people working directly for banks, some of them as employees and some of them uh, as contractors. And we've been doing the reverse mortgage program for more than two decades. Easy for me, uh, two different products, altogether different. I can easily separate the two, and I'm quite familiar with the two. And and obviously, I love both. Uh, I'm such a proponent of the reverse mortgage. I, I talk on and off air about it, John, as you know, uh, because people ask me about it. And, of course, I tell them, call John, and I tell them why I'm a fan of it. Uh, anything that can take somebody from having such stress in their life every single month. A mutual friend of ours used to talk about how um, there's more month you know, than there is money. And that's very stressful. If you can take some of that stress away, why wouldn't you? So I, I, can, um, I can easily follow along, John. I'm comfortable. Comfortable right. with both. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Uh, now, what I meant was I knew you understood the forward and the reverse world, but what's great about you is you understand how this is a niche product and yeah. not everybody doing a forward mortgage can do a reverse mortgage and vice versa. Correct. But at some point, uh, you're doing your forward mortgage today, and if you're doing a conventional 30-year mortgage or an FHA or whatever it is, uh, VA, uh, somewhere down the road, you'll be calling John Walters because this is something that Obviously, many people do, and it, it helps many people in a variety of different ways than you explain. Even like I say, just eliminating the mortgage payment for the rest of your life is really a big deal. Then if you can get to the point where also uh, structured within that is either a, a monthly distribution that you do or however you set it up. As you know, some people set up uh, some kind of um, – amount where they want to do certain things right up front. You know this for a fact. There are people that actually do a reverse mortgage. I don't know how often we've talked about this on your show, John, but tell me what you think of this comment. And I know this is not on the um, on the topic, the specific topic, but it is certainly on the, the general topic of, you know, why would you get a reverse mortgage? There are people that get a reverse mortgage because they want to take part of their estate and they want to spoil their children and their grandchildren while they're still alive and they get to enjoy seeing that. That's a big deal, isn't it, John? I, it's funny, I had two specific situations. I had one where I met with a husband and wife. Uh, they wanted a, a half a million dollars. And the reason was they were using the equity in the house. Both their sons were getting married. 23, 24 years of age, and they wanted to buy their homes while they were alive, uh, see them get married, purchase the home. Now they can enjoy watching their kids. Yeah. Now they happen to have the means to do that, but they used the reverse mortgage because it didn't impact their other financial investments. So we have to understand we're not just talking about needs-based 
we're talking about a product uh, I'm dealing with three, four, I'm dealing with four right now. All the homes are well over a million dollars. So uh, it's not just the $250,000 house or the million dollars. This product can deal with no matter where you are, if you are on Social Security or you're making a million dollars a year, uh, you need to look at the reverse mortgage because it may play a part. Tax savings, uh, tax accountants use it uh, a variety of ways. Uh, that's, what's, that's what's so great about it. And I get animated when I start talking and I start going all over the map, but I think that we are understanding uh, the importance of it. Harry, there's one thing I just wanted to share, which happened to be on the sheet that I had sent you yeah. about getting a reverse mortgage before you need it. Yes. Uh, I was reading the, I was reading the paper yesterday that Fidelity had done this. Uh, basically, they had sent out, uh, they did this invest, not investigation, but they wanted to get feedback in reference to what they call retirement preparedness around the world. They took five major countries. And they took the United States, they took England, they took Germany, and there were two others that were involved. But if we look at when we're talking about just today, we're not talking about the people who are retired or close to retirement. What we're saying is if we take the current working population, anywhere between 24 to 37% between those three countries are are only prepared for retirement. We're saying that well, close to 70% of the people are not prepared for retirement wow. down the road. We're not talking about within the next five to 10 years, Harry. We're talking about down the road. Yeah, and you throw in there, and I know that this too shall pass, but right now people are even further uh, disadvantaged because of the extraordinary, what they call runaway inflation and everything costing so much from gas to food to everything else. So this this is, an, I think, another reason why uh, people should give John Walters a call. John, I want to just um, confirm with you, what time is your guest Robert Parker due to arrive? We might want to get the uh, the break in so that we're right on time. What time is your guest coming? He's coming on about, he's going to be calling about 9.32. All right, well then let me go to the break now because it is 9.32. And then we'll be ready to go to your guest right after the break you're listening to john walters all about reverse mortgages give john a call 231 area code 609-231-4924 that's 609-231-4924 i will also tell you john is really responsive with your email j walters just like it sounds w-a-l-t-e-r-s j walters at reverse funding.com jay walters at reversefunding.com. we'll be back in just a few minutes don't go away with john walters i am early in the morning wpg talk radio 95.5 and on the wpg talk radio app wpg talk radio 95.5 thank you very much welcome back it is 37 minutes past the hour. It's John Walters talking all about reverse mortgages. And we will uh, turn it over to John to do the honors of introducing, actually welcome, welcoming back his distinguished guest who was awesome the last time he was on the show. John, my friend, the time is yours. Thank you very much. What I'd like to do uh, to the audience is introduce a very good friend of mine by the name of Robert Parker. 
and I had him on the show before, but I wanted to bring him back because he has such a, a back, a varied background. He's been a mortgage banker for 43 years. He's been in every area of banking, originations, processing, appraising, underwriting, closing, securitization, certifications, servicing, and he's also a certified reverse mortgage planner. So he's got, he has such a varied background that I love talking with him about mortgage-backed securities and uh, I, I feel like I'm in kindergarten when I talk to him. So, hey, hey, John, let me let me just regale for just a second here. There's only about 200 in the whole country, and we have basically two of the 200 right here at the same time. Pinch me. I'm, I'm surrounded by reverse mortgage greatness. Robert, how you doing? <laughs> Doing great, Harry. How are you doing up there? Oh man, I'm morning? doing. I mean, when you get two out of two hundred, I mean, I feel like I won the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> well, Harry, one other thing I wanted to yeah. finish up about Bob, and then I'll tell you, he went. Yeah. He's a grad. He's a graduate of Clemson, and he got his master's degree at George Washington University in project management. And I know you would love to talk to him if you had all day, but his background is unbelievable. But I want to focus on reverse mortgages because Bob and I kind of have the same philosophy where we talk to each other several times a week. We run scenarios by each other. We bring up about different borrowers. What would you do? What would I do? Is there something that I don't know? And here we are, uh, you know, baby boomers who spend all of our time to try to help people improve their retirement outcomes. So what I wanted to do, Bob, um, we were talking this week, and I, I, I'd like you to share the story about the financial planner uh, that you met with. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, John, it was an interesting conversation earlier in the week. Um, a financial planner who happens to be a certified financial planner um, and uh, we were talking about uh, one of her customers in particular um, who had asked her about the advisability of purchasing gold in these times um, with the idea being that um, you know gold would be something that would be uh, worth its weight in gold um, if uh, we were to enter into a uh, a serious phase of, um, let's say, the current economic crisis. And um, she told her customer, and I found this very interesting, she said, you know, if things really, really go bad, if things really go bad, you're going to wish you had purchased peanut butter instead of gold. Wow. And um, it made me think about this <laughs> wow. just a little bit. Ooh. And, um, of course, you, you know, that's... That's like one of these Mad Max scenarios, of course, uh, you know, where they talk about how hard it is to get a hold of gasoline. I don't know if you remember those Mad Max movies. Oh, yeah, sure. But, um, but it, 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 brings, it brings that to mind. And, um, you know, think about it. And along those same lines and taking that out a little bit further, this idea of liquidity, how important it is to have a liquidity. Um, especially during uncertain times. And um, we can take a look at that bar of gold, and we could also equate that to some degree to locked-up equity in your home. Um, you know, if, if you have a lot of cash and you have a good banking account and this sort of business, 
you have a liquidity. Uh, if you don't have a good bank in the account and um, you don't have a reverse mortgage line of credit, you're short of liquidity. Mm-hmm. And um, you're facing certain risks going into uh, times of uh, uncertainty. Uh, very good point. And, and, and it's funny you had brought that story up to me. And that's why I wanted you to share it with everybody. Uh, the aspect of doing a reverse mortgage before you need it. And I have a client right now that I did a reverse mortgage for 10 years ago. And, uh, I got a call from him this past week and he had a, he has a line of credit that has over, uh, it's doubled from where it started. So hypothetically, let's say it was 200,000 is now 400,000. It's in that area. But he said to me, he said, you know, he says, now what I'm ready to do is to tap into the line of credit. And I want to, I want to create some income stream. I don't need a whole lot, but as if this inflationary thing moves along, what I would like to do, I want to withdraw what the inflationary is. And I thought that was very interesting. And then the next step, Robert, and I'll let you pick up on this. I don't think there's any other product that can do what I'm talking about. Certainly none that uh, do not require uh, a monthly payment. Mm-hmm. That is that is sure. Um, and it's 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 really the perfect financial instrument for uh, individuals in the distribution phase of their life. And you both know if someone takes out the home equity loan, I saw it during my banking career. Uh, and it actually made me sad because you get to the point where you're using the proceeds of your uh, line of credit or your home equity loan, whatever the, the product that you, you ultimately decide on. Then you're using those proceeds to make your monthly payment. And the next thing you know, the money's gone. It's a single yes. fund, Harry. And, and, it's a single fund. Yeah. Go ahead, John. Yeah, it's a, it's a savings fund. Yeah, it's a savings fund. And 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 the great thing about it is uh, this discussion about, you know, the flexibility of it depending on any given situation. And Bob and I talk about it. Bob, maybe you can share maybe one story about one client that you remember that the reverse mortgage had a big impact on. And we'll remember that, right? The timekeeper of the bell has to go to break. We'll come right back, and Bob will share that when we come back. It's John Walters, all about reverse mortgages, with his outstanding guest, Robert Parker. Uh, I am merely. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Com. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Hey, a lot of you know that I learned how to use a firearm when I was 11 years old. I've been practicing my entire life, and people ask me all the time, Hannity, what kind of gun should I get? Well, now I'm telling them, go to Henry Repeating Arms. And I always tell them to start just by going to their website, henryusa.com. You're going to get a free catalog. Now, Henry has over 200 models of rifles and shotguns to choose from. They're made with the finest craftsmanship I've ever seen. And you don't beat their performance. Every one I have was accurate right out of the box and reliable ever since. Their company motto is made in America or not made at all. They have a lifetime warranty, family-owned business. And these folks are true patriots who give back to our military, our vets, our first responders, sick kids, you name it. 
They support gun safety and they support our Second Amendment. So if you're in the market for a high quality American made firearm, just go to HenryUSA.com. You get their free catalog, listed dealers, and free decals. HenryUSA.com. You'll love this company. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. And we are back. Thank you, great one. Uh, we now have 15 minutes uninterrupted with John Walters all about reverse mortgages. And I know, John, you left a cliffhanger out on the table for Bob to come up with uh, <laughs> one example. But let me well, s- send it back to you, John, just to reset. Well, yeah, one of the things is Bob and I talk a lot and about different borrowers. And when I say that, we're talking about how we structure a reverse mortgage so that it can have the greatest impact on the borrower. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's different for each borrower. So, so Bob, what I'm asking you is, can you share a story with one of the bars? And, as you know, just give the details of the. I'm looking for the strategies uh, that you used and how they responded. Sure, sure. Happy to, John. Um, what comes to mind is a closing that I have uh, at the end of next week. I have a couple uh, over in beautiful South Carolina, and uh, he is still working at 79 years of age. And um, they have been doing just fine but uh, he has been unable to retire. So, of course, you can see the complications there. Uh, you know, approaching 80, unable to take the vacations that they want to take because he's, he's tied to his job. And so he came to me wanting to see if there was any way that he might be able to uh, retire uh, in light of the fact that he has a $1,200 much mortgage payment. That does not include taxes and insurance just the principal and interest on it, and uh, they have next to no savings. And so what we're going to be doing next week is we are going to be paying off um, their first mortgage, which is around $100,000. During that time period, they also, um, unfortunately, uh, had two judgments placed against them. So we are going to take care of around $5,000 in judgments that are on title. And we are also then going to give them around a $120,000 line of credit. So instead of uh, taking a look at a bank book that shows uh, less than $1,000, they're going to receive a monthly statement that's going to show them an immediately accessible line of credit of over $100,000. So that is, that's, um, situation um, that's occurring right here and we're going to have the closing next week for these people so bob and john when i say during john's program and then all throughout the week when i'm speaking about john and uh the reverse mortgage that it can change your life that's no exaggeration bob that is a an an absolute major life-changing situation there Yes, you know, uh, I meet with the people uh, in their homes to assess the um, assess the property, mm-hmm. and uh, also to determine what their needs are. I try to do it face to face. It's just you uh, you get into the weeds and you find out what's really going on within the household when you meet face to face. And um, I could see the frustration uh, in his wife's face about the fact that uh, he's tied to this job. And, um, you know, at 80, um, 
you know, how many more good years do you have to travel and do things to, together? That's a great point. And so um, that was the, um, you know, that was the, the big thing. Now, obviously, he's, he's, you know, he's not married to his wife. He's married to that uh, $1,200 in my house. Which now will be so, gone. I mean, that's when you when you finish that's right what you're doing john yeah, that's, that's a right. that is a you asked for one example that is a wonderful example of how this can change a family situation yeah and and another thing that bob brought up and i think it's important and you mentioned it about me i would say that nine out of ten when i get a call nine out of ten times i meet with the whoever calls me or the husband wife or the family uh, you know, and I, I recommend if I can meet them at their home, mm-hmm. because what happens is Bob just mentioned something extremely important. He was able to see the stress. And we, you know, considering uh, Bob and I talk about this, these are the nuances that we want to know about to take that stress away. And what feature or product's going to be, be able to do that now? And I have to say this about reverse mortgage funding. And if you look at uh, Bob and myself and our peers, I mean, we are people that who have retired from the business world or out, you know, mostly college educated, master's degrees, and are in here to help people. And I think that that's what's vitally important is that, you know, what can we do to put a smile on their face? And we do it and we talk about it. And Bob and I will talk about, you know, about this experience that he just talked about today. Now, I knew he was working on it, but I didn't know what the final finale happened to be. And I, I, uh, you know, I, 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 I just think it's great to be where we are. And I tell Bob uh, all the time that we're in the distribution phase and our borrowers are in the distribution phase, meaning it's time to take a look, be proactive, look at your home. Do you have equity? How can that equity affect the outcome or improve the quality of your life? And I think that that's the key. That's that's the key thing about it, Bob. I had one question for you, and I and I'm reading from your bio. You said, regardless of their financial situation, every older homeowner needs to know the facts about reverse mortgages. So I'm going to ask you, even though I know the answer, why? It's just like knowing how much money is in your checking account how much money you have in your savings account. If you're lucky enough to have a portfolio, how much money is in that portfolio? It is just another bucket of funds that's available to you that's hidden in equity and released in reverse mortgage. But it's very important, even if you decide not to go through with the reverse mortgage, even if you've come up with other reasons for not doing it, it's good to know where you sit when it comes to a reverse mortgage. And these change. These, these situations change based on interest rates and various regulations that change. So from time to time, it's a good thing to do. Just like you need to sit down with your homeowner insurance agent and assess what you have there, what your coverage is, whether it's adequate or, or, or maybe too much, whatever the case may be. Uh, you balance your checking account at least once a month. It's good at least, you know, one year to take a look at where your equity position is and what what you might be able to do with the reverse mortgage. All right. Excellent. And if anyone needs 
a workup. And what I mean by a workup, I get three pieces of information and I can actually do a loan comparison. And Robert, if you were in New Jersey, I would let you do it. But being that you're in South Carolina, I'll let you stay down there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Robert, let me ask you uh, this, even though, uh, as you know, you and I in the last eight to 12 weeks have gone through dramatic changes because of the interest rate. And maybe uh, because a lot of people say, how does the interest rate affect reverse mortgages? So maybe you can share a little bit about that. Well, let's take a look at the FHA product, which is by and large the, most of the reverse mortgages in this country, almost almost a million right now. When interest rates go up, the principal limit, which is nothing more than that percentage that's applied to the home value, that principal limit is going to go down as interest rates go up. So when people talk to me about, you know, wanting to hold off on applying for a reverse mortgage until perhaps they're a little bit older and they feel the principal limit will go up because it is also based on age, one of the things I point out to them is that the advantage of waiting until you're a little bit older is probably going to be outweighed by interest rate increases, which are going to reduce the principal limit factor. This is this is the this is the part that is so different from traditional mortgages. You have 100% home loans. You have 90% home loans. You have 80% home loans. You go in, you apply for 80, 90, 95% loan. With a reverse mortgage, what you're taking a look at is you're taking a look at the principal limit, which is going to be based on expected future interest rates, primarily over the next 10 years, plus the age of the youngest borrower. And that's going to determine whether it's going to be 40% loan to value, 50% loan to value, 60% loan to value, or let's say up to 70% loan to value. And that is the, that is one of the key differences between a reverse mortgage uh, and a, I'm going to call it forward mortgage. Good. Yeah, that's uh, and, and that one of the things, Harry, about this, and and Bob just hit it there. People say, when should I apply? Should I wait now? Do it later. Uh, right now, the climate is interest rates are climbing, and so therefore, common sense should say to us, we should apply as soon as possible. Well, you're correct. That's what we would say also. And we're talking about people who have done their legwork, have done their due diligence, and they're ready to move forward. Or should we wait? Uh, do it now, uh, because rates most likely are going to increase. Yep. We don't have a crystal ball, but we can see what the financial. We're looking at the current financial climate, and so hopefully, uh, uh, if you're interested, you should take a look at this product. Uh, you know, we can we can take a look at it and find out what the impact could be on you and your retirement, and. Uh, I think that that's vitally important. And Bob, and that was the reason I asked you that. People should understand this product, why it's there. Even if they don't do it now, it's always an ace in the hole if that is the case. And John, doesn't it speak to the earlier topic about getting a reverse mortgage before you need it? Correct. And getting back to uh, getting a reverse mortgage before you need it, and for those people that have done it for uh, the borrowers that, that Bob have worked with and myself 
are now tapping into that, as I, as I just shared a little bit earlier. Uh, it's great to be sitting there. And, and, and this line of credit, and, and this is vitally, vitally important for people to understand. Our line of credit, the reverse mortgage line of credit, can't be reduced. It can't be taken away. It doesn't matter if your home value drops in half. Your line of credit, because of the MMIF fund, because the insurance is on it, it is guaranteed those funds will be there. And that is vitally important because when the economy uh, was on the slide last time, back in 2008 through 2010, um, I was working in a bank doing lines of credit. People's lines of credit were frozen, yep. they were redu- reduced, yep. or they were taken away. Now, uh, and that because what they're doing is reducing the risk of their portfolio. With the reverse mortgage, you're saying, guess what? This is in place for you to use. You don't need to worry about it. What's happening is the growth on it is working, even if the market is tanking. What other financial product does that? And as Bob was saying earlier, and I know, John, you've covered it in previous episodes as well, this could be the difference between being able to enjoy retirement and having to continue to work in the alternative. You, you hit it right on the head. Every every person that I speak to, uh, and I'm talking about people that are in their 70s and 80s and 90s, okay, what's more important to them is the quality of their life, not worrying about if they're going to take on uh, some what we call good debt. This yeah. isn't bad debt. This is called good debt because because you are, you know, it's a trade-off of what you're trying to do. Uh, you're not wasting it. The idea behind it is to take that, as as Robert said, with his uh, loan that he's going to be closing on, you can see the stress in the woman's face. And we can see that. And we can see the dysfunction, especially when people don't have enough money and they don't have enough yeah. money to pay their bills, yet with their home equity and if it's used the right way, can take care of that. Yeah, well, I pay close attention to what Bob was saying about this particular case. I mean, a $1,200 a month mortgage, uh, not including the property taxes, that's gone. The judgments, I think it was two judgments, uh, they're gone. I mean, you're talking about tremendous stress relief. And then uh, it, it continues to pay rewards, at dividends, if you will, because then starting the next month, you're not making that mortgage payment anymore. And if, if Bob has set up some kind of you know line of credit or some kind of direct deposit distribution that happens uh, whenever it's set up. I mean, it just changes everything, doesn't it, Bob? It, it certainly does. It, it certainly does. Um, one point I'd like to make before we run out of time. Yep, final minute. Uh, with inflation, there is a temptation to go ahead and use the credit card, Yep. allow credit card balances to continue to go up from month to month. Yep. And what I warn people about right now is that is a bad strategy. And, you know, you're making minimum payments. You know the rest. Yeah. We're, uh, John, final final seconds, actually, 30 seconds, closing comment. Yeah, I would say they, uh, talking about one loan, the biggest impact where I had, I dealt with the husband and wife, and their credit card debt was $246,000 because they had, and this wasn't in New Jersey, uh, this was uh, four daughters, 
two of them, the rents were being paid for by daddy. Yeah, there you go. And and what happened was they are now 70-some years of age with a quarter million dollars in credit card debt that can't be paid. He had the cash flow, uh, but he came to the realization that he's sinking. And we're at the finish line. To reach John, simple to do, 609-231-4924. 